Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. the new song from the monkeys right and not only is it brilliant right not only is it a really good song from the album it's probably one of the best songs i've ever done imagine that they're in their 70s and that's one of the best songs they've ever done ever right and it's flipping brilliant okay it's written here's a reference for the kids it's written by the guy from death cab for cutie i have no idea who they are but they must be good because they got the title of their band 
from a line from a song by the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. So there's, they've got to know what they're doing. And then they write something like that. And um, 0844-499-1000 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. I've been doing a lot of thinking recently, right? I've been thinking a lot recently because of, you know, stuff that's going on. And, you know, because I was told um, a, a week ago that my mum was dying. You know, a week ago, I think, Jesus, mum's going to die, man. Um, and I bunked the night off and stuff like that. And if you missed Katia's call at the end of the show yesterday, we put it out as a separate podcast today. And it seems to be a lot of things are kind of falling into place, right? I think I know where I'm going with this. Indulge me. 0844 499 if you want to chip in at any point, right? So I didn't know my dad particularly well. Okay, I didn't know him very well at all because um, we fell out for a long time and because he didn't allow anybody to really get... He didn't allow me... And my sister to get particularly close to him, right? We didn't, he was, he was a bit weird when we were growing up. Here's my, here's my cod psychology. I think he was an alcoholic. I think he was, but he stopped drinking. He stopped drinking very, very suddenly. Um, and I asked him years later, why, why did you, I got to ask, why did you stop drinking? And he said it was because I was driving home one night pissed and I nearly knocked over a police officer on a motorbike. In fact, he may have even knocked this guy over. I don't really remember. And he said, and that was the last time I ever had a drink. And that was like years ago. That would have been in the late 70s, early 80s, right? So he stopped drinking. And he, I believe he did. And this is all kind of cod, cod psychology. I believe he was kind of white knuckling it. And he was living as a dry drunk. And so his, um, uh, his alcoholic addiction, when you suppress one addiction, right, then an addiction tends to pop up somewhere else, okay? And you can, you can you know, stop drinking and then you start taking drugs. Or you stop taking drugs and then you start... You know, whatever it is. I have a, a very strong suspicion that my dad was a sex addict, right? And I don't know any of this. This is kind of me filling in the gaps, right? But I know that he found it he, he found it very difficult to remain faithful. Um, and the reason that we fell out is because I found out... Um, he left my mum like years and years ago. And I found out when I was doing the 11 o'clock show, that he had loads of kids kind of scattered around the country, scattered around the world, it turned out, right? And um, we had a massive bust-up. I was I was steaming drunk, and we had a massive bust-up, and we'd kind of fallen out before, and it had been a very tense relationship anyway when he, after he moved out. And um, I said, I don't want to ever, I don't want to talk to you again. You know, you're, you're a tosser, and you go and get all this stuff. And I was probably 26. And um, I was I was off my face, to be honest, when I, and we were the big, oh, I don't want to talk to you again. And I led this big kind of life of defiance, right, um, sort of away from my dad. And occasionally I'd have to contact him, but um, I, we, we didn't really. We didn't really uh, talk, and I felt that that was a right and just thing to do. And then fast forward a few years, maybe about... Um, so that was when I was 26. So maybe when I was about, gosh, I don't know, 38, something like that. I found some bits and pieces in my loft. We were, we were moving out of the flat. And I found some bits and pieces in my loft that belonged to him. There was an old watch that he got from William Hartnell. Not Doctor Who, but the um, uh, the, the fashion designer, I think. Hartnell's. Hartnell's is a fashion designer, right? From like the old days. Like proper, I think... <clears throat> 
I think, didn't Hartnell's design, like, dresses for the Queen and stuff? And he kind of, somehow my dad knew him, right? Because he was a dodgepot, and he knew everybody. And I found this watch, and I found uh, loads of photo albums, and I kind of thought, right, what I'm going to do, I've not seen him for years, right? I've only spoken to him a couple of times, and that was to tell him to stop being an ass. right? I'm going to meet him, I'm going to give him these things, and I'm going to uh, then go through all the list of all of the things that he had done wrong, right, and um, the effect they had had on me and my mum, and how those things had screwed me up, right, and, and kind of led to me being depressed and doing all kinds of things that I didn't particularly want to do. So we arranged to meet, and it was it was odd, and we met. I didn't he did, I didn't even know where he was living. This was the weird thing. He never tell us where he was living. So we arranged to meet in London, in um, a it was like a Tex Mex bar or something, in Soho. And we met, and I was so flipping nervous. I was so nervous. And um, I got there a bit late because I couldn't find it. And I went in, and instead of seeing this this great big ogre that I had always been intimidated around, always been intimidated around him, you know, couldn't really speak in front of him. Instead of seeing this great big ogre, I just saw a really pathetic old man. And um, and we sat down and it was kind of really awkward. And he was obviously scared and I was scared. And we said, um, I said, look, here's your things, right? The reason I got you here was to go through this big list of grievances and resentments I had about you and tell you how it screwed up my life, right? How it affected me and how it affected my mum and what you did. And I don't feel like doing that now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you, um, I'm going to tell you like the three main things that really hurt me and really upset me. Um, and then we'll see where we are from there. Okay. And so I told him kind of like three or four main things that really, um, uh, uh, really impacted on me. And um, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, and um, I kind of know where this is going to end, right? And I have no idea. I do. Have, this is wasn't how it was meant to start. Trust me. I'm, I think I know where I'm going with this. I kind of know what the ending is going to be. And it might catch you by surprise. <coughs> it will catch you by surprise because it's not really that relevant. But well, it is a little bit relevant. Well, it's, it is relevant. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. So um, I told him these things, and I said, but now I'm sat here telling you how you've impacted on my life, right, and how you, in a negative way, um, I'm starting to realise, actually, yeah, you did those things, um, but also I had a part to play in some other things as well, and I then, it was the weirdest thing, man, I then started to apologise for some of the things that I had done that had been responsible in our relationship um, breaking down, and um and he, he was sat there and he was crying, man. It was the weirdest thing. He was, he was crying. I've never seen my dad cry. And I said, but do you know what? I forgive you. I forgive you for cheating on my mum, for lying to me, for um, having kids, you know, hither and thither. Hither and thither? Thither. Hither and zither. Hither and thither. Oh, it comes a cup of tea. Thank you. Perfect timing. I said, I forgive you for that. And I was going to tell you to F off and never wanted to see you again. But now I'm kind of thinking, if you'd be up for it, maybe, maybe we could see about the possibility of rebuilding a relationship. 
right? I'm not going to call you dad for now. I don't want to know anything about my brothers and sisters, apart from my sister that I grew up with. Right? I don't want to know anything about those guys. But I am prepared to start the groundwork to see if we can build a relationship. And if it don't work, it don't work. But if it does, it does. Groovy. And we kind of um, hugged and we filled in a few gaps in what we've been up to and stuff. Uh, and he went. And we did. We started to build um, a relationship very, very slowly. And he got he met one of my boys and my sister wasn't particularly interested in this at all. And um, after I'd met him a few times, I can't remember like the second and third time I met him. I don't remember. Uh, my sister phoned me up and she said, because um, she was it was harder for her because she was closer to my dad. And I was closer to my mum and she was closer to my dad. And she said, how's it been going with, with dad? And I said, oh, you know, it's all right. It's all right. He's damaged goods, you know, but it's all right. And she said, oh, I, do you know what? I'd, actually, I'd like to come and meet him. And that was weird. So we had this this day where she came and met him with her kids and la, 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 la. and it was great, right? And, it, and we all kind of got on and we started to to, to get a kind of a, a family relationship. And we met up with him. I don't really remember. Maybe I met him about three times, and then with my sister, maybe we met him two or three, maybe three more times. And she went to stay with him in Gloucester. He lived in Gloucester. Um, and then November of like two three years ago i can't remember he phoned up right and said i got some bad news man i said oh yeah he said i've got cancer got cancer it's like oh jesus thinking it'd be nothing you know and he says cancer of the pancreas now i don't know a lot about cancers but it, that donged it dinged in my head as i was like oh shit that's the serious one isn't it that's the one that's one of the ones they can't fix he said but don't this is november he said don't worry i've got a year they've given me a year so let's just make this year, you know, spot on. And I remember I got the phone call when I was at, at, at Three Counties and, and Laura was producing. And um, I had to go and say there was a meeting. I said, I can't go to this meeting. You know, this, this, is, this is what happened. And um, he got ill really, really quickly. Right. And he went downhill very, very quickly. And uh, it kind of sped up the repairing of the relationship because we you know we had to and i hadn't wanted to meet his new wife and i certainly didn't want to meet the kids that he had living with him but um that all kind of got pushed to one side and i went to gloucester and i met his wife who i guess i guess she's my stepmom that's weird and she's delightful this lovely woman called margaret who's, who's a delight and i met my two sisters that lived there and a brother that lived there that i'd never met before and that was weird but they what a surprise they were delightful um and yeah, it was it was, was Gloucester because uh, he, he got ill really quickly uh, he took me out into the town to get a coffee or buy some books for my boys and he went to get a mobility scooter and he said why don't you pop down that street down there I was like oh yeah what's down there he said oh that's where Fred West used to live typical mate go kind of look see where Fred West used to live before I get there all right nice one man yeah thanks very much and um it, it, it turns out that he'd misheard the thing about having a year to live. He got it completely wrong. And he only had about three months. And he, he told me in November and he died in February. And the um, the the collapse of his health was um, incredibly quick. I mean, just, you know, he went from being this big bloke to being a very skinny frail man to, to you know, being on his, his um, deathbed and stuff. Um, we're, we're late for a break. Let me take a little pause. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'll, I'll kind of carry on, and I'm I'm trying to get to somewhere specific, and I'm getting a little bit lost. But just bear with me. 
Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So, here's the thing, right? So, uh, got ill in November and he died in February, right? Uh, I can't think it was two years ago or three years ago. I haven't got a clue. My concept of time is completely screwy, right? So, it was very upsetting, and we did the funeral and stuff. I got a few laughs at the funeral, let's be honest. I got a few laughs, and I met another one of my brothers. I think there's one more brother I've not met. I think there's one that lives in Australia. I don't know. I just don't know. And that's that was um, part of the uh, the mystery of the gentleman. And, and as he was dying, you know, his life was a mess. Because the um, my stepmom had to, um, you know, kind of a lot people times that would come so that the mother of another of his children who a lot of people didn't get on with would come when the uncles weren't there and oh it was a nightmare poor bugger it was a nightmare right and he died very quickly and he, he and he went and it was kind of oh okay right so you've disappeared again thanks for a lot and i'm you know i'm seeing you know i'm seeing therapists and stuff like that and i'm working through still a lot of resentments i thought i'd got rid of but i hadn't and some new ones that have developed thank you very much indeed dad oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand but here is the thing i was trying to remember what had he left me what had he left me right not a lot not a lot not a lot in terms of memories because we didn't really have him around as a kid he was always off working then he left when we were 15 so not a lot of memories but something clicked in me today and i remember one song right one song that my dad gave me as a kid right this song wasn't that song we started with because that song hadn't been written it's a new one one song right that my dad we used to play it as a kid it was on the radio it was a big hit i think it was a hit it was certainly on the radio a lot and um he had it on record i remember he brought it home one day and he had it on record and i love this song so much i must have been about six right and i remember the biggest thrill i got was when he said do you want do you want this record i was like what do you want this record i was like yeah flipping it man awesome thank you and i had a big darn set record player and i would play it and we didn't have a tape deck in the car but what he did was he we had a little cassette recorder and he would secure it to the um the the, the middle of the in between the, the driver's seat and the passenger seat and we play tapes in there and this song i would ask him to play all the time like now the kids want me to play um seven eight nine by the bare naked ladies all the flipping time all the flipping time i wanted this song played all the time and the thing is right i had completely forgotten i'd forgotten about this song it had completely gone from my memory until today it popped in my head i have no idea why it popped in my head but this song just popped in my head i thought oh now we kind of get into the point I was, I was trying to say, and I don't quite know how we then we get to this point and then we get out of the point. It doesn't matter. I haven't heard this song since I was six. So you do the maths. That's 36 years. I've done the maths for you. You don't need to do the maths. I've, I haven't heard this song for 36 years. We're going to play the song in a minute, right? Now, I remember it. I literally haven't heard it. I, I heard like a second i just i downloaded it off itunes i heard a second of it to make sure it was the right one right i remember it as being a rip-roaring roller coaster 
of a rock, it's like a real rocking song, right? Really rocking, but funny at the same time. There is a very strong chance that when we play it, it could be a stinker, right? And I've got a feeling it might be, because it's a novelty song, right? It's a novelty song, and novelty songs don't really stand the test of time very well. I mean, imagine if I'd been born 15 years later, this song would be Mr Blobby, and we'd play it, and you'd be going, jeez, that's no good. But the way I remember this song, and I guess I'm talking about this, because we've been talking about brains and perception and memory and all of these things this week, right? And I'm, I'm trying to see if my memory tallies up with how this song actually sounds, right? If, if, if six-year-old me can communicate to 42-year-old me what this song is actually like, right? And it's a really stupid record. I think it was, it, I, I don't know, I vaguely remember it being a B-side, but it was on the radio a lot. I mean, it may have been one of those things where the, the A-side was quite serious, and the B-side, they flipped it over because it was more fun. 0844 By the way, Alan, I'll be with you in a minute. Um, the way, let me try and describe how I remember this song, right? It's, I remember it being, like, really rocking, but with a bit of a country vibe to it. I remember it being hilarious absolutely hilarious i also remember not getting why it was hilarious because it's quite rude it's quite a rude song right the only reason i knew it was hilarious was because there were people doing funny voices in it and i i, I don't know if there's any swear there wouldn't be swear words in it but i don't think so i don't think people swore on records in the 70s um the only reason i knew it was hilarious is because people were doing funny voices and um there is it's recorded live in front of an audience right and i remember listening to this record and thinking man alive those people in that audience are having the most fun in the world you hear the laughter i've never i remember it being just the most outrageous peals of laughter i've ever heard before or since right People having the most fun that they could possibly have, right? And the closer I'm getting to playing it, it's queued up here, right? We'll play it in a bit. We'll talk to Alan first. The closer I'm getting to playing it, the more nervous I'm getting. Because it could be an absolute turkey. You know sometimes you watch your favourite, you watch a film that was really important to you as a kid. You go back and watch it and it's rubbish. You can see the strings, you can see, you know, this bad act, and it just, you think, oh, I wish I hadn't bothered with that. There's a very strong chance. Let me bring Alan into the conversation. Evening, Alan. Good evening, Ian. I just know you have to go to bed soon, so I thought I'd get you on. No, I'm on my mobile tonight. Oh, beautiful. What's wrong? You sound a bit down, buddy. No, just listening to this sad story you're giving. Well, it is a sad story, and I miss my dad so much, you know, I miss my dad so much, and there's a strong chance I might start crying a bit later on, because I can feel it welling up a little bit, and I don't particularly want to, but I do miss him, and I'd really like to, um, uh, have a word with him at the moment, and just chat through some bits and pieces, but I can't. But it, it, it's weird, I was really trying to think, Alan, of what he left me, and what he left me, um, was not... <laughs> Well, he, he left me lessons on how not to be a dad and how not to treat women. But um, for some reason, this one song is the one thing that today has just kept popping up. Every time I thought of him, it's just this song. Would you play the funeral? No. It <laughs> when you hear it, 
you will realise how inappropriate it would be to play at someone's funeral. No, the song we played, and I can never listen to this song ever again, was, um, oh, what one was it? It was Neil Diamond. Oh, oh, I'm going to well up. It was Hello Again by Neil Diamond from The Jazz Singer. We play, played that as we're carrying in the coffin. Oh, jeez. Oh, what yeah, an album. Yeah. What an album. The Jazz Singer. The, 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 what an album. What a song. What a memory. I can never listen to that album or watch that film ever again, which is a shame. Oh, no. What someone does for me was America. What, from the, from the Jazz Singer? Yeah. They're coming to America. It's one of the best power ballads of all time. Yeah, it's a great one. But it's the best, and we can do this as a side phone in, songs about countries. It's, as far as I'm aware, it's the best song about a country. Yeah? Can't think of any other songs about countries. Oh, Land Down, do you come from the Land Down Under? Men at Work? Men at Work. Yeah? Oh, this is a good little phone in that, we'll do that. Oh, wait for it. Africa? Yeah, we go. We're in. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Africa is technically a continent, but songs about countries. We'll have that. We'll have that. So I'm going to play that. We're going to have a quick break, Alan. Yeah. Then I'm going to play this song, and you can yeah. call in. By the way, guys, I'm aware that I've probably um, back in the USSR. Thank you, Periscope. This is a good phone in this. I'm aware that, that, uh, that kind of uh, you know I've, I've given a bit of a mood dampener, so people may be reluctant to call in. Don't worry. It's with all these things, you can call in and change change things around. We're going to have a break, Alan. Yeah. Then I'm going to play the song that yeah. is my dad's lasting legacy. And I'm playing, I guess I'm playing it for, for at least two reasons. One, because it reminds me of my dad and it's just been in my head today. Yeah. And two, because we've been talking about brains and perceptions and memory, I want to see if this, I want to, I want to see if this song sounds like it did to a six year old. It won't because I'll get the jokes in this now. It's filthy, filthy jokes, right? It's not bad language, but I remember it being filthy, right? But, um, um, I'll get the jokes now. And the jokes probably aren't that funny. But at the time, I remember laughing because people were laughing and it seemed a bit naughty. And also, um, well, I forgot what the other thing was going to be, but there we go. Okay. So that's what we'll do, Alan. And I'll speak to you a bit later on, maybe. Yeah. Ta-ta, mate. <laughs> we're going to play... Oh, hang on. John's on the line. Yes, John. Hello, Ian. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, fella. Yeah. Well, I say all right. I've been listening. You know, it's a bit of a weird, not a weird one, uh, heartbreaking one this evening. Well, it is. A, you know, it is a weird one, and um, I'm aware. I'm really aware that I'm making it a hard gig for myself tonight because this this ain't going to get the phones alike. Because I've not asked a question apart from um, so, bands band singing songs about countries. Um, there's no yeah. question about this. There's no um, there's no topic, and I'm really struggling to see what what perch there is for you, the callers, to kind of you know clamber your way into I'm, I'm i'm kind of doing the opposite of what you're meant to be doing on a phone in <laughs> radio show and someone's already had a pop on twitter saying well you're being very self i never understood why they called you self-indulgent now i get it it's therapy thursday well, well that's harsh well do, I, and that's fine this is I, i'm aware this isn't going to be for everyone do you know what i mean but i I, yeah. I, I just feel that this is something that i need to say so we're going to play the song in a minute and there's a lot of pressure on it right there's a lot of <laughs> pressure now because i've kind of built this thing up yeah um well that's what because well the reason i was phoning was uh phoned in I'm, I'm the haunted socks guy from the other week by the way oh blimey how them socks <laughs> doing <laughs> uh well, they got burnt ages years ago <laughs> yeah um but just what you were talking was really resonate with me because um end of last year i had a really uh crappy couple of weeks and uh my nan died um, her name was Gladys Knight, not the 
famous one. Was she um, really? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. What a brilliant, brilliant name. So, my, so my, from that, my mum's nickname, my dad's pet name for my mum is Pip, obviously. Yeah, we go. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, and the Pips. Well done. Yeah, lovely. Um, and so, yeah, so, um, when she died, um... I, I chose some of the music at her funeral. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit shaky now. Um, but I was, t- um, yeah, so what you were saying about the, about songs that you sort of can't listen to, but you want to listen to if you're yeah. not sure if they yeah. had that same feeling again. Um, um, the last time I saw her and my granddad out together, um, they played the song I'm Feeling Glad All Over. Oh, is that, that's Dave uh, Plunk 5, isn't it, I think? Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. 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 Uh, and so when it came on, my granddad, in the middle of this, the <laughs> local bowling club where they were members of, yeah. just started, uh, want of a better phrase, filling my nan up. Yes! That's what he was doing, yes. He, he was feeling glad all over. And so I can't now Beautiful. hear, or, you know, that that song, it, it gives me good memories, yeah. and it's, but also sad at the same time. So And it was a sort of... Uh, I gave a eulogy at the at the funeral as well. Isn't, um, isn't that a tough gig, man? That's oh hard my god! Work. You know, and I wanted it to be light and airy as well. So um, I tried to give a, a couple of jokes, got a couple of laughs from some people. But you think, oh, am I doing the right thing? Um, and then I, in my uh, eulogy, I said, oh, and this this song probably is going to sound inappropriate to some of you. <laughs> and, then it came, and it came on, you know, <laughs> feeling glad all over at a funeral. Probably everyone was thinking, why is he feeling glad all over? Yeah. Um, but those of us that were there that night got it, you know. Oh, thank so, you, John. It's, yeah, the, no, the, 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 giving the eulogy, uh, it really is... Um, it's a tough one, man. I got a yeah. few laughs. And, I, you know, I told a few jokes, you know, funny stories about my dad. Um, but there was one bit, man, there was one bit, right, yeah. um, I, and I was, because uh, the, the funeral, there are a lot of my, I didn't see, I've not seen a, my dad's side of the family since I was 15, and that was my choice, it was the wrong choice, it meant I never saw my nan and granddad again, and, and uh, they died, and I didn't see my aunts and uncles, I saw it was, I was meeting a lot of my aunts and uncles for the first time since I was 15 at that funeral, Right. so it was tough, and there was a yeah. moment when I looked out there, and, um, I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak. And oh. I just had to stand there for like 10, 15 seconds and swallow it, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Weird, you, get, you get that feeling. You've got all the words in your head. Yeah. And you want to, it's like, almost like you were saying yesterday, but it's the reverse where you, you've got all the words in your head yep. and you want to get them out, but you can't. Yeah. You're not, you're not trying to suppress them. You want to get them out. And like you say, you've got these to your faces and you, could, you know, I could see my mum had, had lost her dad at, uh, two years before and then her mum had now died and you're like you're, you're trying to be supportive for her you know and my eulogy i i sat up and i struggled and struggled i, I was rehearsing it rehearsing it i couldn't stop getting to a certain point before i i cried um but it, i was trying to make it as well not i didn't want to make it all flowery and light yeah you know i was, I was trying to point out the fact that my name could be cantankerous at yeah, times yeah, you want to be honest but, yeah yeah, but it also, it was, yeah, so it, it was personal, not just to me, but for everyone else in the room, and like, so you're, you're, you're almost trying to get, um, people, people's, not respect, what am I trying to, what's the word I'm trying to, you're, you're trying to get onto people's psyche and stuff to remember yeah. what they were doing, um. And the weird you know, thing is, right? Yeah. They're in that box next to you. They're two foot yeah, away that, from you that, in that box. Yeah, yeah you could get over that. Put your arm out and touch. Yeah. The coffin, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, geez, uh, you know, uh, have I got this wrong? Are they going to pop up at one minute? Go, can gotcha. I, can, did I, did I, did you travel in, in the, the, the main car? Yes. Yeah. That is weird. Cause I've never done oh. that before. 
and you get because uh, you, you start off you know um with the fella walking you start off with the fella walking in front of That's you right right waving yeah, the flag yeah. or he does and as you're driving through the town yeah. strangers are looking in as as yeah. as we do you know and strangers yeah. are looking and people were doffing their caps <laughs> and we pulled up at the the crematorium flipping heck man it oh. was like it was it was like it was like really okay <laughs> it's the best thing it was like it was like going to a really sad film premiere or it was like it was like really sad being weirdly prepped yeah yeah it was like really sad it was like really sad beatlemania in that you're getting out of a big car and everyone is looking at you and i don't know about you ian but could you feel every single set of eyes as well as as you got out of the car uh because i don't know um my my name was cremated at uh mortlake crematorium yeah great big long line of people and as i got out of the car i could feel and it almost it's like i'd made eye contact of absolutely every single one of them and they were all looking at me and it's almost like i was i felt like they were expecting me to do something there and then yeah you know like do some sort of silly dance or something yeah. I could just feel and of course they're not energy. of course of course they're not no. they, they, they're, they're kind no. of willing you through it basically I that's think. what they're doing yeah. yeah 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 but at the time you're thinking wow why are you all looking at me you know you've got this is what's going on and I, and it, even i did this before but even now as well when i do see a, a female cortage go past i always do stop and i don't look in for that reason i put my i bow my head and you know i wait for the car to pass before i carry on i al- yeah I, I always i don't look in always, if i've got a hat on i'll always take my hat off always take my yeah. hat off um yeah. john I've, I've i listen thank you for that call i, I no appreciate worries, that and it's, it's funny isn't it? we, we don't talk about funerals and katia yesterday no, just sparked off a little thing in my head we don't talk about funerals no, it's it's one of those things I think we do need to, to it does become less like that for other people um, that might be going, yeah. about to go and do this, go, oh, okay, so everyone goes through that feeling, yeah. everyone has that dry mouth, and I'm not being funny, but if someone that does what you do for a living stands there and goes, oh, the words have, have stopped, then, then maybe it's yeah. not just, you know, in, in the experienced people that can't yeah, do it, you know. of course. John, so, I really appreciate your call, mate. Thank you. Cheers, man. Thanks for calling. I wait four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're going to. Uh, we'll, we'll, I will play the song in a minute. I promise. Yes, Mark. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? Okay. I'm all right, thanks, mate. What you got for us? Good. Yeah. Do you know what? I've been talking to myself in the car for the past half hour because hearing yourself talking about your eulogy, yeah, and also about your dad as well. Um, I was in the same position two years ago. You know, when I, I lost my dad to cancer as well over about. It was only a period of six months, something like that. Yes. And you oh. know what you're saying about the eulogy? Yeah. Um, it was so difficult for me as well. I mean, I was just listening to your last caller there, um, where he was saying, you know, he was reading it, and then he broke up a little bit as well. I was exactly the same. You know, I thought, I'm going to break up here. And I've done, like, theatre, I've done yeah, yeah. radio. I've oh, it does, none of it means anything when you're stood there. It's a completely different experience. Yeah. And he's, you know, like you said, he's within touching distance yeah, to you as well. Yeah. You know, he's just two foot away, and he's obviously, you know, he's there, he's listening to whatever you're saying and that. But I've got to say, it was a really weird experience for myself, because my dad knew quite a lot of people. He had work yeah, friends, he had yeah. people in the scouts, you know, other people as well. And for me, it was like, 
doing the eulogy, it was like doing it at Wembley or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, because yeah. there were that many people in the church. It was unbelievable. And, you know, I was in the car as well with my mum, you know, just comforting all my brothers and sisters as well. Um, and when you said, you know, obviously when you pull up to the creme or you pull up to the church, everybody's looking at you and you just yeah. think, oh, my goodness, you know. And the vicar actually came out to say to us, this is the biggest service that we've ever seen in this church. You know, it must have been about three or four hundred people there. But, yeah. so, but, you know, completely empathize with what you're going through and also what the other guys are yeah. going through at the moment. You know, it's, uh, it really is difficult to do so. But um, on a positive note as well, I've got another one for you Go on. um, about the countries. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, the the songs about countries, song. yes. Songs about countries. How about, right, this is my favourite, James Brown and uh, Living in America. Living in America. Have you seen the interview with James you Brown? <laughs> There's a brilliant interview with James Brown. It's, I mean, it's very sad, really, but it's a brilliant interview. He's just, oh, yeah. he's just been, it's in the 80s, right? And he's just been yeah. um, um, arrested, like, a few days before for, um, yeah. I think, trying to murder his wife. And his car oh. is packed full of crack cocaine. So he goes on, he goes on like America Today or something, Good Morning America. Yeah. To show them right. just how clean he is. Uh-huh. He ain't clean. He's a mess. <laughs> so James, would you like to talk about the recent arrest? I'm living in America, baby! <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's literally, it's not literally, it is metaphorically a car crash. He really shouts every sentence to the audience. He did yeah. used to shout every sentence. It's like, how are you doing, James? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, good. <laughs> hey. Mark, listen, thank you very much for that. 0844-499-1000. Let me just get back to the song. And Bill, stay there. I will come to you. So, the, the point of this is, there is no point. And I'm, I'm starting to realise, most radio, they try and have a point. There's got to be a point. Last night on the drive home, I was listening to the two mics. But then when it got a bit too sporty, I flipped over to uh, LBC. They were doing two hours... Two hours. Are there enough public toilets? Yeah, I got home. I t- got home just before two, and I, t- I, t- I turned the th- turn it on again. Coming up in the next hour, we'll be continuing this conversation. Uh, the question is: Are there enough public toilets? Sweet Lord, God, that's what radio has become. And do you know what? You know, a lot of st- LBC's got big listening figures. We will get our listening figures in August. They won't be anything like that. Maybe that's what people want. I don't know. But it kind of, it's dawned on me. There doesn't actually have to be a point and there doesn't actually have to be a question. How's that? How's that guys for um, destroying um, everything you know about radio? There doesn't actually have to be a question. There can be, dig this, a conversation. So I'm going to play the song. This is the song that as a six-year-old boy, my dad, who at the time I looked up to him and I revered him, he gave me this on an actual record. I haven't got it anymore. He gave me this on an actual record. I would play it non-stop. And the people in this song seemed to be inhabiting this amazingly hilarious, naughty world. I haven't heard this song for 36 years. It might be complete and utter pony. It might be. There's a really strong chance it might be. Either way, ah, this is it. I want to listen to see if if it sounds any good. And also I want to listen to it and see if it sends me back in time. I'm going to see if I can do a quantum leap within my own lifetime and go back to being six. Shall we have a listen? It might be terrible, but it doesn't matter. 
Hello, everyone. This is your Action News reporter with all the news that is news across the nation on the scene at the supermarket. There seems to have been some disturbance here. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah, I did. I was standing over by the tomatoes, and here he comes, running through the pole beans, through the fruits and vegetables, naked as a jaybird. And I hollered over to Ethel. I said, don't look, Ethel. And it's too late. She'd already been in the Here he comes. Boogie-dee, boogie-dee. There he goes. Boogie-dee, boogie-dee. Oh, yes, they call him the street. Look at that, look at that. Fastest thing on two feet. Look at that, look at that. He's just as proud as he can be. His anatomy, he gonna give us a peek. Oh, yes, they call him the street. Look at that, look at that. He likes to show off his physique. If there's an audience to be found, you'll be streaking it round, inviting public critique. This is your action news reporter once again, and we're here at the gas station. Pardon me, sir, did you see what happened? Yeah, I did. I was just in here getting my cars checked, and he disappeared out of the traffic. He's come streaking around the grease right there. Didn't have nothing on but a smile. I looked in there, and Ethel was getting her cold drink. I hollered, don't look, Ethel! It's too late. She'd already been mooned. Flashed her right there in front of the shop or so. He ain't rude. Boogie dead, boogie dead. He ain't rude. Boogie dead, boogie dead. He's just in the mood to ride in the news. Oh, yes, they call him the street. Boogie dead, boogie dead. He likes to turn the other cheek. Boogie dead, boogie dead. He's always making the news. Wearing just his tennis shoes. Guess you could call him unique. Once again, your Action News reporter in the booth at the gym covering the disturbance at the basketball playoff. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah, see. Hey, I'm just going down there to get Ethel a snow cone. Here he comes, right out of the cheap seats, dribbling, right down the middle of the court. Didn't have on nothing but his head. Made a hook shot and got out through the concession stand. I hollered up at Ethel. I said, don't look, Ethel! It's too late. She'd already got a free shot. Grandstand. Right there in front of the home page. What is it calling the street? Here it comes again. Who's that with it? Ethel. Is that you, Ethel? He's just as proud as he can be. What do you think you're doing? He's going to give us a You get jerked. Yep. I used to listen to it right till the fade out. Right until the fade out. Flippin' heck, man. It turns out, there's your science, it turns out time travel within one's own lifetime is possible. Flippin' heck, look, I'm sweating. Obvious things I noticed from that. I don't think it's actually live. I, it, the, 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 the laughter sounded a little bit too as though they were pressing a laugh, a laugh button. So that's ruined that slight image of it being in like some, um, uh, in my head, it was an open air theatre, like the Greek theatre or something like that in Los Angeles. Uh, and it was, you know, thousands of people enjoying themselves. It's probably fake live, but it's funny. It's a funny song. It rocks. Um, I get some of the jokes a bit more. 
I used to like the bit where it, I'm standing in the news booth. Um, and where has it taken me? It's taken me back to my living room in Slough, 120 Monksfield Way. Um, I remember him, I remember him, him giving me the record. I remember it. It was nighttime and the curtains were drawn, but I knew it was dark outside and he gave me the record and that's where I went. And what is the point of all of that? Nothing. Nothing. There's no point. There's no point to it. You know why? Because there ain't no point to life, man. There ain't no point. Then. Just, I'm, I'm really tired of there having to be a point to everything. Because I reckon for most things, there ain't no point. There ain't no point. The point is, I was reminded of that song. And it brought back so many memories, not just of being a kid, but of my dad. And it dawned on me that I hadn't heard that song for 36 years and I'd forgotten how massively important it was to me at the time. And I've listened to it and I've enjoyed it and I probably won't listen to it again for quite a while. I can feel all of this stuff welling up. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean, Kath? I can feel all of this stuff welling up. Some of you may never have heard that record before. Um, well, you're, you're welcome. There you go. You can have that. Uh, that was what the 70s sounded like. <laughs> That's what the 70s sounded like. I didn't know. I, no, I did know what a streak was because I asked my dad and he explained it to me. And the 70s and the 80s, there was a lot of streaking going on. You don't get streaking these days. Christ knows why. It surely is. the, the mo- if, you got, if you went streaking now, you'd be arrested as like a pervert or a paedophile. No one streaks anymore. If there was more streaking, I might be into football. Men and women. We need more streakers, right? Don't we? What's wrong with it? Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to talk about that, that's groovy. If you don't want to talk about that, you know what? That's groovy as well, man. I'm, I'm starting to get. I'm starting to get a handle on what this show is, right? What this show could be. What this show could be. This show could be unlike, you know, anything else at all. I think it already is. But I think we can maybe... There's like another two or three steps we can take in that direction. And um, there is no point to anything. There doesn't need to be a question. Don't need to be questions. We can just come in here and say stuff. And if you want to chip in on that stuff, then that's groovy. And if you don't, I, then that's that's fantastic. It might prompt you to kind of have your own chain reaction of thoughts and you want to phone in on that chain reaction of thoughts. Or you might not want to phone in at all. It's all fine. I've just got to learn to trust the fact that whatever happens, the show will happen and it will be fine. 0844-499-1000 is the phone number. Bill's on the line. Good evening, Bill. Hey, Ian. How you doing? I'm good, thank you, Bill. Yeah, I'm really good. I feel I feel as though something cathartic has just happened. Well- I'm in the middle of a chain reaction as well. You've really thrown some stuff out there. But I was thinking, my dad used to play uh, not, not not the nine o'clock news records, and I used to listen to that, and that's my sort of childhood, right there. Like it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, and like my dad, my mine and my dad relationship's a bit odd in the way, sort of like it's evolved over the last sort of like fifteen, twenty years as well. So it's kind of sort of threw me back when you're talking about your dad. It really sort of like throws it sort of right back at you, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, and I, I it, no, of course it does, com- com- completely. Um, 
Where, do you do you still have those not the nine o'clock news records? He does, he does, yeah, yeah. In fact, they're at his house, and and they're so brilliant. And you know, he that's where I got. You know, I'm not a, I don't sort of I'm not a big music fan as a result of my dad. If that, if I'm sorry to say that, I know that's you know bad, but you know because of the records that he used to play were very much comedy. I sort of listened to all those sort of like you know the old sort yeah. of Radio Four going through, and that's my sort of like upbringing there. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, it's isn't it? it? Yeah, no, no, it's funny because I, my mum and dad would listen. It was basically Neil Diamond uh, uh, on my dad's side and Doctor Hook on my mum's side, right? And I hated it. Yeah. Hated yeah. it. Oh, I thought it was rubbish when I was about six. Yeah, I bet you like love it. When I, the old Python stuff, and now I get the cheese yeah. shop. Yeah, you know? I get yeah. it now. Oh, and I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to see Doctor Hook in a couple of months. Den- Dennis, the singer from Doctor Hook, is a mate of mine. Yeah. I've been to see Neil oh, Diamond yeah. loads of times. So you, it's, and and I, I love it. It came full circle. I took my dad's. What, I can't remember when the Pythons re- were like reunited a couple of years ago, but you know, I paid the ridiculous amount of money and then saw them at the O2. Yeah, and that was brilliant. Yeah, isn't that? Yeah, and that that was. I, I was there as well at the O2, and that was like a rock concert. You know that. Uh, oh yeah, very much the so. Total greatest hits. Like you know, stand-up comedians now they don't. They have to cycle through so much material that they yeah. can't sort of like you know do the greatest hits. And it's good to see sort of that lot do their big thing. But you know. While I was sort of waiting for you, you know, it's, it's good to sort of like hear that, you know, like that is still sort of like in your sort of psyche that, you know, when you hear a song, go, oh, that's my dad, that's my mum, that's yeah. my nan. You and know? I guess, I guess another part of it is, and we've only got a minute left before the news, another part of it is I've got boys who are six and four. And I am trying to plant those seeds. I'm taking my eldest to see Brian Wilson on Saturday, right? He's only six. Amazing. He's going to see Brian Wilson. I'm really lucky that he's seen the monkeys. He's going to see a a, a version of the Beach Boys, because, you know, I mean, these guys aren't going to be around for much longer. Um, And and hopefully... Brian Wilson. And hopefully, and hopefully, well, not hopefully, maybe it will stick with him as something special, and in 40 years' time, he'll play Pet Sounds, and it will will remind him of me. Or maybe it won't. Same thing with... My dad did the same thing with food. He took me to, like, my first curry on a six. Love it now. Isn't that, it's that It sort of, like, goes through. You, yeah. you still... Well, your, curry your does. Thing. That's the problem. <laughs> it does, you know, all the way through. <laughs> hey, nice call, Bill. Thank you, mate. Cheers. See you later. Appreciate that. I'm joining a lot of dots in my head. I'm hoping that I am planting these seeds in my boy's head. And maybe when he listens to Caroline No or God Only Knows in 40 years' time, he'll think of me. Or maybe he won't. Do you know what I mean? And it's absolutely fine. Talk radio. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. So if you want that, you know the kind of the fun old school radio question. Um, songs that are about countries. There you go. Um, if, if you want, kind of the new school future of radio phoning, then I'm pushing the last hour in your direction, and that's all I can do with it. I haven't got a shorthand for it. 0844-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAV. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're making a breakthrough, guys. We're building very slowly something new and unique. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. And tomorrow's show might, might be a load of old rubbish. I don't know, and that's the beauty of it. It doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter. When I wanted to stand up in my um, boy's um, performance yesterday and shout, none of this matters, um, I think something, I think a little fuse snapped, a little fuse blew in my head. And none of it matters. None of it matters. This show, man, guess what? This show doesn't matter. And if it's good, that's great. And if it's bad, that's great. It is what it is. It will be what it will be. And that's partly down to you lot. 0844 499 1000. And here's a name I've not seen for a, for a wee while. It's Habiba. Hello, Habiba. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm, uh, first of all, condolences on the loss of your dad. Well, you know, thank you. It was a couple of years ago, and um, or three. I don't know. I've, I'm so terrible with time, Habiba. It was. I think it was two years. It might have been three. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. Honestly, my my grasp of time. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's new, these new pills I'm on, or if it's just. I think it's just a general thing I have. I don't. I can't. I I don't do time very well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just wanted to talk to you about the funeral bits. Yeah, I mean, as a funeral director, it's really easy to organise funerals when you're not connected to that person. Yeah. But as I've got older, I'm now finding, uh, two years ago I buried my best friend, last week I buried my best friend's dad, and I'm now comparing my friend's parents. Oh, man. And it's so hard because I've built up a relationship with them. A lot of them have known me since I was a little girl. Yeah. And now, and, and that is, it's just the worst. I, I, I can't, I'm all emotional. I'm terrible. But if I don't know the person, I can just get on with my job, easy as. But two years ago, when I drove uh, my best friend's funeral, I, I drove the hearse, I, I had to put glasses on, I was weeping all the way, I just could not control myself. How common is it for a funeral director to bury their friends, their own friends and their own family? Very. Really? Yeah, you get discounts. <laughs> I'm sorry to be blatant. <laughs> Oh, I'm so brilliant. debating, but all my oh. friends know that if they come to me, they'll get it at cost price. Oh, well, good for you. Good for you. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the... Because they're half expensive funerals, Abiba. They don't have to be. That's the thing. There's a lot of markups, and that kind of um, annoys me quite a bit, because some funeral directors, they, they they pay the old, oh, this is the last thing you can do for this person. Oh, stuff that. Um, and it's, ri- no, it, it, it's ridiculous. I don't want the brass handles and all that. So give me give me the... What's the cheapest box you got? You got any cheaper? They don't come with brass handles, Ian. Most uh, universal coffins, which is what you probably had, which is a veneer coffin, yeah. come with plastic handles. Oh. They cost about £100. You are not charged that. You are charged several hundred yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? But, it, it is. But going, but, but, go, but it's, that is that thing, isn't it? When you're there and it's your mum, you think, oh, I, want, I want the best for mum, even if it costs another t- three, four, five thousand pounds. I want the best for mum. Mum don't care. Mum's gone. Mum doesn't care at all. And, and also, I, I, people try to please other members of their family and yeah, that and yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. what they're going to think and you really shouldn't because you're not going to please all of the people all of the time as long as you know what you you've done is the best that you can do yeah. and would have made that person happy screw everyone else it's too much pressure for, yeah. for people when they're grieving to make sure that they're pleasing every member of their family especially your elders when when you say you did the funeral for your your best mate Mm. Did you do everything? Did you, did you, um, you know, tend to the, to her, uh, I'm assuming it's her, her body and things? No, it was a guy. It was a guy. Yeah, no, yeah, so, um, I... Or did you have to hand that to someone else? No, I got uh, a couple of drivers that worked for me to go and pick him up. Yeah. Um, he was then prepared, um, by another friend. Right, right. Um, I organised all the coffins and, you know, um, liaised with the church um and everything to do whatever i didn't 
do much really yeah. apart from just like organize uh, it, just all the organizing bit and then i asked if i could drive on it and i i got it all for them quite cheap because what they wanted was like an american style casket which you'll be charged about 1500 to 2000 pounds for and i got it for a lot cheaper yeah uh, and they could get the cheap you know the, the cars cheap limousines cheap and so uh, but the other big expense is burying the actual grave i'm surprised people still get buried i, I thought there was no room left there's very, there is room left, but it's extremely expensive. And the problem is, if you come from the Islamic or Jew, Jewish faith, you have to bury. Oh, blimey. Or okay, and right. Catholics. Right. And Catholics. Okay, yeah. Um, but uh, Chinese Buddhists and uh, Hindu Sikhs they, uh, and some Christians, they will cremate. And so cremation is a lot cheaper. Yeah. Cremation papers about, what, 700 quid? Uh, but burial, the cheapest grave at the moment in not a very nice cemetery in London in, near Stratford is £1,300. But the cemetery is really unkept. Uh, unkempt. Un- unkempt? Uh, Ross Kemp? Is unkempt. Is the, the cemetery <laughs> is near Ross Kemp's house <laughs> and he'll be furious. He will be furious. And then if you want to bury <laughs> out, out of your borough, you could be paying anything up to £12,000 for a grave. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of money in funerals. How are you doing, Habiba? For those who don't know, Habiba used to call me a lot uh, um, eight, nine, ten years ago when I was on LBC, you kind of, st- uh, did you, you didn't really call when I was at Absolute, a couple of times, not much. Yeah, I did call at Absolute, regularly, but uh, I tell you what, I didn't call you at Three Counties, I couldn't get you. No. But now my car's Normally got DAP, I've got you. You got me. How's everything going, alright? Everything is good, by the grace of God, yeah, everything's fine, and how is everything with you? How's Fandango, Rocket yeah, Boy? Yeah, you know, everything, you know, everything's alright, everything's alright, I'm breathing and my boys are healthy, you can't ask for much more than that, really. And Mummy? She's alright, she was, um, I don't know if you heard last week, she got very, very ill. Yes, I did hear all of that. Um, she's fine, I, I can't visit her tomorrow and I feel terrible about it, but um, she's in hospital, she's going to be in hospital for quite a bit longer, they're going to, she's got a kidney stone they need to get rid of, and they're probably going to do it next Thursday now, they're talking about, but she's getting very, com- she's very confused, and I went in today, she was Aww. very upset, and she thought the doctors had, she said, the doctors are telling me that I should be up walking about, right, she can't walk, and I said, Mum, I don't think the doctors were saying that, Mum, she said, no, they, they, they were really angry with me because I'm not up walking, I said, Mum, I don't, th-, and I had a little chat with the nurse, and of course that's not what they said at all, you know. <laughs> with watching someone you love deteriorate because i i have no idea how i'm going to cope with that i mean how do you cope because i know you've got depression as well yeah yeah well how how do you kind of process it that is an excellent excellent question and it's because it's been so gradual right i struggle to remember her when she was able to walk and talk and drive and cook and you know and stuff and it wasn't Mm. that long ago i guess maybe um she collapsed when i was in glasgow that would have been about 15 years ago so about 15 16 17 years ago she could sort of do stuff but was 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 was, was getting a bit it's funny because my boys never knew her when she you know yeah. when she was she was well and they see pictures of her and they go who's that i said it's nanny linda and they say oh, what she used to be able to stand up i said oh yeah she Aww. used to be able to do everything how do you cope with it um you just do, don't you, man? You just do. But it's heartbreaking. I, I, I now don't see her as my mum. My, what do you see her as? I see her. Well, I see her as my mum, but not. I, don't, I see her as a different woman to the woman that brought me yeah. up. Because yeah, yeah. physically she's completely different, but mentally she's also completely different. Mentally she has been infantilised slightly in that she hasn't got Alzheimer's, but she's got Alzheimer's symptoms, right? So oh, she gosh. forgets stuff, she forgets how ill she is, she forgets my sister's name all the flipping time. Um, uh, 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 and, um, 
she is not the same. She's not the same woman that that uh, that brought me up, and that's heartbreaking. Oh, bless. That's heartbreaking. And you know what? I said this the other day, and th- there was a part of me when I was told she was dying. I thought, at last, at last. Yeah, because then at least you know they're not in pain, especially yeah. if they've got something like cancer yeah. or leukemia. You think, you yeah. know what? I'm glad that you've gone. I see my mum's life now, and that ain't that ain't a life. That, 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 that ain't a life. There's no quality. There's very little quality of life there. She has moments of pleasure, right? When she sees the boys, she's really happy. She went and saw an Elton John tribute act the other day and she loved that. So she has moments of it, right? But that ain't a life. She's living in a care home with loads of other disabled people, some of whom can't, you know, you can't even speak. And she sits at a table and there are people there. No disrespect to these people. They're all wonderful, wonderful human beings. But, you know, she's, she's sat there with people that can't speak and are drooling. Do you know what I mean? I know totally because that was my best friend's uncle. He went from walking and talking to being a complete vegetable and to the point where he couldn't swallow and so he starved to death and i buried him last week yeah and it was horrendous watching that absolutely horrendous but what can you do i'm glad he's just gone i don't believe in euthanasia for religious reasons but i'm just so glad that you know he's gone life's life's life can be crap for some people can't i mean really she's had she's had such bad luck with i mean my dad you know bless him your mum's got ms hasn't she? she's got ms but yeah. my dad was a terrible husband and a terrible father for me i don't know how he was with the other kids but he was a terrible father a terrible husband right so she had to put with that and then she got ill and uh, she's had such bad luck and she's she doesn't deserve it um but I, no I, one I, does. I, I i was there today and i found myself getting resentful of her because she was she was annoying me right and i'm allowed to get annoyed by her she was annoying me because she was just moaning and critical about the doctors and all of this and so i only stayed for a couple of hours and i fed her and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the reason she's moaning is because she's stuck in a hospital bed. She can't get out. She's 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 miserable. Do you know what I mean? But mm. uh, but then here's the thing. Then I felt guilty about feeling resentful towards her. But I'm allowed to feel that because kids feel resentful about their parents, and I feel guilty because she's got MS and she's in a hospital bed. And do you know what I mean? So it's it's a mm. it's, it's a tough one, baby. It's a tough one, isn't it? It is a tough one, but at least you're there for there are a lot of people that don't have anyone around them at all. Oh, I sat there tonight, I sat there today and I was reading a bit of the Danny Baker book to her today and she loves that, absolutely loves it, so, um, yeah. And hopefully she'll be out soon once we've got this rotten kidney stone out. Yeah. Mummy will be out, hopefully. Nice to talk to you, Habiba. Nice to talk to you, Ian, take care. Speak soon, ta-ta. 0844 uh, Richard will come to you after this. 0844 499 is the phone number, we'll call you back now, we'll do call straight to air after midnight, and you can call... I, I, I'm going to stop reminding you, but I'm going to remind you now, because it's it's still a new show. You can call in about anything. By the way, Will Storr is going to come on, hopefully next week. He's just emailing him during that break. He emailed me. I'm just emailing him. Um, you can call in about anything, and if you want to phone up and make fart noises, man alive, do that. There's no there's no agenda. I'm trying to make this um, show like a free-form jazz, man, and I'm kind of laying down the beat, and then you come in and you improvise over the top of it however you see fit. Do you know what I mean? There's no right or wrong answer. There's no, well, d- yes, I'm afraid that's not what we're talking about. Can you call back another? There's none of that, which you'll get on other stations, right? Two hours last night. Are there enough public toilets in the UK? Flipping heck. Honestly, it depressed the hell out of me. That was the last thing I heard before I went to bed. It depressed the hell out of me. Of course there aren't enough public toilets in the UK. Next! Richard's on the line. Good evening, Richard. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Richard. What you got? Uh, I've actually got three things to mention now. Um, I had two, and then Habiba uh, made me think of another one. Yeah, go on. Um, 
the first one, the one that Habib made me think of. Uh, one of uh, the best wishes to mum, by the way. Uh, wanted to ask a question of whether this is a false memory or not. When I used to listen to you on LBC about ten years ago, did your mum used to phone up occasionally, or did you used to phone your mum? Uh, she used to come on occasionally. Yeah, much? yeah. Okay, that's all right. I wasn't sure whether I could remember that or not because yeah. when you mentioned your mum last week, I was like, I'm sure I remember her phoning up. Or yeah, she used to phone me up, and then then what she used to do, right? Then she'd phone up Clive Bull. And talk about me. And I was thinking, oh, God. And I said to Clive one day, I said, Clive, look, if she phones her, honestly, you don't have to put her on if you don't want to. And he went, oh, no, we, I, I find it hilarious, your mum phoning <laughs> up, phoning her, him up and t- being rude about me. So, yeah, she did used to, yes. Her, no, I'd like her to come on, I'd like her to come on here, but her, her, A, it's very, very late for her and she'll be asleep. And B, uh, her speech isn't as good as it used to be. And it would just, um, uh, but maybe there's some way we can do it. We might do something. We might do something. Okay. I was wanted to check whether it was something I imagined or not. No, no, no. Um, it actually and then, then the other time, which is even from... You, you make me remember things tonight. Um, the other thing is, that is when you mentioned uh, your dad giving you that record. Yeah. Uh, I just remembered that my grandfather gave me a, a tape of the, the Goon Show when I was, like, six uh, or seven. Oh, yeah. And it kind of, like, blew my mind at the time. Because I think, first, it was, I'd never really... I wasn't really aware of the concept that the people were being intentionally funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, as, like, as, like a six or seven-year-old, I wasn't really aware of that as a thing. And I just remember, I listened to that tape about, like, probably the 200 times, and I never found any of the jokes any less funny. Isn't that fun? I, I never got the goons, right? And I've tried, uh, maybe I'll try again at some point. I've, I've tried the goons so many times. But I can imagine, to a six-year-old, it, it really is, this is a, a, a kind of a, 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 a cliched phrase, but it really applies to the goons. They have a thing, theatre of the mind, where it's jam-packed with so many voices and sound effects and people laughing, that if you close your eyes and allow it to go in your head, as, as six-year-olds are particularly good at, it, it's a whole new world, isn't it? Yeah, well, I haven't actually listened to it in a, well, probably about 15 years, and I've got no idea whether I still find them funny or not. Yeah. I completely forgot they existed until you mentioned that. And uh, I only had two tapes. I had that and a Best of the Beatles. And that was <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting is it doesn't matter if it's funny or not. Now, um, it is actual, listening to that song, actually, I did find it quite funny, but it was actual time travel. I sat back, I'm in a really dark studio, I've worked out how to turn a few more of the lights off in the studio, and I sat back and closed my eyes. I travelled through time, Richard. Literally, I was in another time. It's weird, I suppose, that, like a sound or a song or a smell or stuff, it literally just feels like immediately you're there. Yeah, smells, uh, are, it smells are a good one, actually. You go back uh, like, and listen to something you haven't listened to for a long time in case it's not good. And then you have, like, a negative thing about yeah, it? Yeah, but if you're, it depends what you're going back for. If you're going back, if you're, if you're listening to it to judge the art as, I don't, how old are you, 20, 28? 20, 26. 26. You, you guessed you get 28 last night? No, oh, I did, right, I was going to say 26 <laughs> as well. If, if, you, if, you, if you're listening to it, and, and do you know what, and this is going to sound really patronising, maybe you need to give it another 10, 15 years. To, to, to make that gap, like, so, make so that gap even bigger. I found you funny, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I used to love the Mighty Boosh. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then a friend put it on when I was around his house for the week, and I was like, this, this is awful. This isn't funny. Luckily, I still find you funny, but... Um, oh, then you're a dying breed, Richard. <laughs> the thing is, if you, go, if you go back to listen to it, to judge it as a piece of art in 2016 with your 26-year-old ears, then it might, it might sound brilliant or it might sound rubbish. But if you listen to it purely as an experiment to try and get into your six year old head or to try and remember your granddad was it you that gave you that tape uh, if you'd listen to it for that then it's a completely different experience you're not judging it on its artistic merits i suppose but i mean my grandfather only passed about a year ago and i, I don't think i want to attach any negative no, uh, memories okay. right now no, that's fair enough of course it is hey listen uh, while i've got you on 
Yeah. Have you heard uh, um, the quiz that we've got? Name that silence. Uh, yeah, I have. Right. I, I was listening to it on the way home the other day, and okay. I just, it was impossible. I'm going to play you um, a silence. It's two silences. I need to boost this, actually. Let me boost this a little bit, because it's quite quiet silences. Right. It's two silences from one song, okay? But can you name that silence? Here we go. Do you want to hear it again? Uh, yeah, again. It's two silences. It sounds like glam rocky. I've, I've got no idea what it could be. You don't, you don't want to pick a glam rocky? You don't want to pick a band or an artist? Uh, now I've said glam rocky, the, the only, uh, artist i can think of you can't really mention anymore you can mention you um, can mention glitter of course you can mention <laughs> glitter we don't whitewash glitter from uh, rock history on this show okay but i think it's not glitter and i definitely uh, <laughs> it's not uh, I, I won't guess i'll leave it to someone else richard thank you very much i enjoyed that call thank you mate oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. can you name the song this silence comes from uh gafford's on the line yes gafford gafford yeah, oh, no, sorry, I didn't realise you were with me, sorry. Well, when I said you the clue was... Oh, I didn't hear, I didn't actually hear you say my name. When I, I said you, the clue up. was me saying your name. Sorry. Um, when you did your time travel bit... Yes, sir. I had a, I had a, a, a little memory jog. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, my, my, this isn't macabre, my dad's still with me. Um, and I had a very distinct memory of when I was about eight or nine... And my mum was doing like a nursing course or a nursery course, like an NNEB. So on a Tuesday night, dad would pick me and my sister up from school. My sister's treat was we went swimming. Yeah. And my treat was when we got home, we played 30 minutes of Davy Thompson's Decathlon on the oh, spectrum. Oh, man, I love That's going to knack, knack your Z, Z and X keys. Uh, we, we, no, well, no, well, we had the joysticks and we must have gone through yeah. five, six of them in a space of about six months. I mean, yeah. But just, it, I don't know why, and it, it was probably because, you know, obviously you're talking about your dad and stuff like that. Yeah. And it also made me remember that my dad had prostate cancer. Yeah. He still has a form of bone cancer. I wrote his eulogy when he was first diagnosed. And I want to find it. I don't know where it is, because it was four or five years ago. But I wrote it. Because I was like, right, it, now's the time. Now all the memories are here. Yeah. Now, before anything happens, I'm right now. And I want to find it again. I don't know what. I don't know if I want to edit it or just find it and yeah. make sure everything's all right. I don't know. But it really made me think, I want to find it. Even like tonight, I'm thinking, I wonder if I can like fire up my old laptop or something. Or is it, you know, it's half past 11. I need to go to bed. That sort of thing. It's like that kind of thing. With oh, do it. You, do it. Do it. If you, you like, do it. Stay up and do it. Stay up and do I, it. Before I go to bed. You know, It'll be more rewarding than getting a good night's sleep. Just see, just seeing it. Just for, so yeah. you can say, oh, it's no, there. Uh, right, tomorrow. That's that, That's tomorrow's yeah. price. The weekend's project sorted. And it's not, it's not like a masterpiece. It's probably rubbish because it was, you know, it's me. Um, yeah. It's probably not funny. I know that. Um, but, 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 like it, but it's, it, but the, the thing with, I'm, I'm feeling, can I, I'm feeling quite bad, because I didn't write a eulogy, I just went up there and well, I, riffed I, it, I man. my nan, I did that for my nan, I wrote it all down, because I was worried I'd, I wouldn't be able to do it, but then yeah. when I got up there, I was like, this is easy, I could go for a 10 or 20 minutes if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I did riff a little bit, um, I did, I put this on Periscope, but I did the joke, because I met my, and I first met my nan at a very young age, you know, not funny, but. It killed at the time. So. <laughs> no, you know. the, the, well, these, the, the thing is, um, you, you, you're, um, 
it's a weird audience, right? And, and it's one of those yeah. things where I think, um, actually having experience of performing in front of people is probably to your debt, is probably to one's detriment because it's unlike any other audience. Um, you're yeah. ever going to talk to, right? And it depends what they think of your your nan or your dad or your mum. And if they're mm. there, there's a strong chance they might like them. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I, I was aware that there was a... I made up that when I was speaking at my dad's funeral, because I'd not seen him for years, that there were a lot of people there who were judging me because I hadn't seen my dad for years. Right. Um, uh, you were uh, projecting uh, your own feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there may have been a few that were doing that, and that's fine. I think, I don't think most people were. I think most people were glad that we'd made peace and we made peace before he got ill. That's the thing mm. I'm really proud of. We it wasn't, oh, I've got cancer. Quick, we need to make up. We, we'd started making peace before he got ill. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't know. I, I have no idea why that memory came into my head. Yeah. It's not a, it's a pleasant memory. Like you say, like your dad giving you a record. It was like, that yeah. was what, and I can't, I, my dad's given me lots of things, but, for some reason, you know, he worked really hard um, until he retired, and he gave up that Tuesday night for something for both me and my sister that we wanted to do. That he probably didn't. He probably didn't want to go swimming after a day's work. He probably didn't want to play oh, no, God, on a no. Spectrum game for us because <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty ropey. Let's be honest. Yeah, but he did for for about well, I can't remember how long the course was. Also, about a year, and. Guys, it got me, man. <laughs> it got me. Gatford, do you want to have a quick go at name that silence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I think I, I, I have a feeling. Oh, I might have it. Oh, really? All right, cocky. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm cocky, I'm, lucky. I'm, I'm, Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. There's two silences in there. What song does that silence come from? Can I have it just one more time? You say you can. Now. Ooh. The is band it? is the Beatles. Yeah. Is it? Is it now? Is it now? It, well, yeah, it is. Is it, is it now? The band, but is the it band though? Is the Beatles. But, is, but well, is it though? It is, yeah. Yeah, is it? All right, yeah. The Beatles, it, it, is yeah. it? Yeah. Band is, the band is the Beatles. Yeah. And there's two songs in my head. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I first heard it, thought it might have been a day in the life. Yeah. But, in the end. You think that that clip... I don't know, I just... Yep. Is the Beatles... The end. It's, it, the, the correct title is The End, right? Oh, is it? Sorry. Okay, so let's just hear, let's just hear the silences one more time. Here we go. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. watching on Periscope, I'm miming to the drums. Let me, I'm just going to the drum solo. Hang on. I'm doing it home. With only one hand. It's the wrong answer, Gatford. Oh, sorry about that. Thanks for calling. Ta-ta. 08444991000. What's your, what's your beef? No, I've bruised yet, have I? No. Um, I, don't th- I don't know. You're in charge. No, well, I was, but I got summoned in here. Um, no, I don't think we have. No, well, you, well, let's get him on. Get him on. Catherine Boyle. Um, That's me. The producer, and I say that 
in italics. What are you doing with your chair? Again, <laughs> I'm lowering it. And the producer sure, of the show. Let's... And I, I have to say that because lots of people say, I don't know, who's Kef? Who's Kef? What's she for? Who's Kef for? Apart from looking good on Periscope. Check <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, blimey. Um, Catherine Boyle, producer of the show. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining me in the studio. <laughs> contractually obliged. <laughs> contractually obliged. Um, I've worked out how to turn off an extra row of lights. So I noticed. You're getting flash, darker. aren't you? you you're oh, getting what, all my knowledge. What I want is I just want a, a, an angle poised lamp. What, like an interrogation? And, and I, I want the be... whole thing off. The, I want to have the, all the lights off and just an angle poised lamp here. We could the do that. Is, we need an extension lead, that's the thing. That's right, the this thing. is going to start getting tricky. So yeah. you, you want it to be really dark and you want trip hazards. Yes, yes. Yes, please. Magic mushrooms mm. are a cure for depression. Yes. Well. Apparently. Apparently. And it's funny enough, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, a friend, someone I worked with, about six weeks ago, and she said that she'd taken magic mushrooms, and she'd had, like, a, a spiritual journey. It can be described as a spiritual journey. And she came out the other side, and her depression had gone, had what? lifted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is before this report came out. Really did she write the report? Yeah, <laughs> she did. Off, off her nuts. <laughs> off her mash. That's the second one, isn't it? In the space of a couple of weeks, talking about... Um, well, first one was LSD, wasn't it? And then yeah, it's uh, magic LSD, mushrooms. LSD. I wonder if it's because that generation now are all kind of straight-laced scientists um, trying this, to justify it. We're playing Name That Silence. It's not the Beatles' the end. It's a good game, isn't it? Such actually a, a really game. good game. And it's the first time in, in 15 years of radio that I've, I've come up with something that's actually good. <laughs> I think we can say. Tracy's on the line. Good evening, Tracy. Evening, Ian. Hello, Tracy. What what you got for us? Quite a few things. Um, sad songs for me are Mr. Bojangles. Now, whose version of Bojangles? You've got um, Williams, you've got Davis Jr., or you've got Diamond? I think it's probably all of them. They all yeah. start me off when I Is hear it, them. Even Robbie Williams? thing yeah. is, it's such a good song. It transcends performer. See, I know the Neil Diamond version, right? And I don't... I I, I still don't really know what the song... The song's about an old man. Well, who he, used to be yeah, a dancer. Was, was he a tramp or something? Yeah. He was like a... He was a, a, a hobo. A hobo. He got a dog. This is, hang on, this is the littlest hobo you're describing. Um, he had a dog, and the dog up and died. He up and died. Um, mm. He went to he went to prison. I think he went to prison for a sex crime. What? I don't remember that bit. I think so. Yeah, he, he goes to prison. Mr. Bojangles goes to prison. He does, and I think it's for like, um, it, it, is it not a sex crime? I don't remember that bit at all. Oh, I just this. remember him being wearing worn out shoes and how he used to dance. Hang on, let's get Mr. Bojangles. Yeah, that's it, Cal. And he still had a twinkle in his eye. I don't yes. remember the twinkle being related to some sort of you know uh, bad behaviour. Uh, let's go to the Neil Diamond. Uh, loads of people today. I knew a man, Bojangle. Oh, oh I can't do it. And he danced for you. Bojangles and he danced for you. Worn out shoes. He jumped so high. Brilliant song. I, I love it. Here we go. I met him in a cell in New Orleans. He was down and out. He looked to me to be the eyes of age as he spoke right out. He talked of life. He talked of life. He laughed, slapped his leg and stepped. That's, that's a he sex crime. He slapped his leg. That's not a sl- he sex He said crime. his name, Bojangles, and he danced a lick across the cell. Here we go. He grabbed his pants. What? A better stance. <laughs> it was, or it's either that or grabbed his pants, a better stance, and jumped so high, clicked his heels, he let go a laugh, let go a laugh, shook back his clothes all around. He danced was for those. Was he in a film? Yeah. It was in a film? I think so. Mr. I'm not sure. Is that Mr. Bojangles' movie? 
when he I'm says he grabbed sure. his pants, Ian, I think you're, for, you're, you know, you, he's not talking about his underpants, he's talking about his, his trousers. Do- oh, the boys find it, the, kind of tap dance. the boys yeah. find it hilarious that the Americans use the word pants for trousers, because they're, you? one of the, um, what, well, you think it's a northern thing as well. Well, it is up north as well. It's weird. It's trousers. trousers. Put your pants on. Mum, you know, mum used to say, you know, she'd say, you can't go out without your pants on. She wasn't talking about knickers. Oh, no. It's a, it's a, a horrible, horrible thing. But the boys were like, boys, what colour are your pants? They're wearing blue trousers. Go, got blue pants on, Daddy. What colour are your pants? I got blue pants on. I'm not wearing pants. Um, anything else, Tracy? Yeah, another song. Yeah, go on. Um, I remember my dad, well, sitting on my dad's knee, singing it to him. Save your kisses for me. Save all the Brotherhood of Man. That was for for me. me. Save all. Even though the last line of the song, even though you're only three. Nineteen seventies. Another caller mentioned smells bringing back memories. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Salt and vinegar on chips. Remind you of tea. Always reminds me of um, my granddad. The thing about, this is the thing, right, when you go and get proper chip shop chips, and I've not had them for a while, do you know what? I'm in, um, I'm in pool tomorrow by the seaside, right? Go along the prom. I'm gonna go along the prom, 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 tiddly on pom pom, with a bag of chips, Kona chips, right, and a little wooden fork. Mm. And then I'm gonna have that, and then I'm gonna go and find some record shops and buy some records. But nowadays, they don't let you put your own salt and vinegar on. No, 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 that's incorrect. You, um, you, what's the battered, order? Better if it's battered chips. Battered chips? Buttered chips. Wow, wow, wow. That's not yeah. a thing, is it? Buttered chips. Yeah, it's like a very fine orange butter. Oh. You put it's on. Lovely. You put on your vinegar. You put on your salt. Then you put on your second la- round of vinegar. That's how you do it. Bliss. Beautiful. I'd just like to have that bit too much. Beautiful. Tracy, thank you very much indeed for that. 0844 499 1000. Um, mm. Can you name these silences? It's a good one today. It's a tough one. Luke's on the line. Good evening, Luke. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, hello. <laughs> Luke's at work. Oh, hello, Luke. Yeah, I'm not bad. How are you? I, well, I didn't ask, but I'm good. What Are you at work? What are you doing? A robber? Are you oh, a robber? The opposite. Oh, yeah. I work seven nights a week as a security guard. Ah, I see. But, do you have to do that horrible thing now that they get? Because security guarding used to be, you, you could get a cushy little number, feet up, wash a bit of telly, have a doze. But now they do that thing where they have, um, like, barcodes in every room, don't they? And you yeah. have to go round and scan the barcode. To show to you're show moving about. To show that you've, you've, you've been there. Yeah, uh, some places you don't, some places you don't, and, uh, but some, like, some other places where I work, uh, I get watched all the time by the CCTV, by the gaffer. Oh, you're joking! Hang on, so if he's watching you, why didn't he just watch the premises instead of hiring you? Oh, no. Don't, don't tell him that, you'll do yourself out of job. So, yeah, because the reason why I'm phoning up is because, uh, I was listening to your story about you and your dad. Yes. Earlier on, because I had to uh, change from another station because I was about ready to rip my hair out from Be- it. Can I ask, is it because it was Katie Hopkins? No. Oh. It was all about the NHS and immigrants. Oh, what station was doing that? 
Radio 5. Oh, oh flip it, question eh? time. It's, it's spreading. Oh, flip it. Oh, well, well, Luke, you're welcome here, mate. We don't do any of that nonsense unless someone brings it up. This is all, I mean, today's been quite ponderous, but it's, this is wherever the, the, the winds of fancy blow us, Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm a poet and I never realised. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> this yeah. show's a load of old cobblers, to be honest, Lou. It's a load of old nonsense, and that's what... This is the show that I would listen to if I wasn't working late nights uh, um, doing this show, if that makes sense. because yeah, uh, I brought a brand new radio on sa- uh, Sunday, and oh, I yeah. flicked through the radios, and I thought... I've never heard this station before, oh, talk yeah. radio. I thought, I've got to start listening to this. But since I'm listening to you, you've been brilliant. Oh, nice one, mate. How, so how long have you been listening to, to, to us for, then? Well, only a f- uh, since Sunday. No, oh. I've got the radio on Sunday. This brilliant. Sunday just gone. Yeah. So, I'll say about... Uh, I was listening to your story about you and your dad earlier on. Yeah. Uh, uh, as well, for me, when I was young... Uh, I had a brain tumour. Right, when oh I yeah. Was two or three years hey, old. Flipping heck, man. That must have been, well, a, a worry for your parents, I suppose. I, I suppose you don't remember any of it, do you? No, but it was a worry for me, mum. She I was bet. there by my bedside all the time. Flipping heck, man. And I only found out a few years ago why my dad wasn't there. Yeah, go on. Why? My mum would not let him come and visit me. Because he ran off with another woman. Ah, it's a common thing. So, uh, let me, I'm going to try and fill in a few blanks, Luke, and you tell me if I've got this right or if I'm wildly off. Did you, so you just, you just knew your dad hadn't come to visit you, but you didn't know why, so did you kind of hate him for that? Well, like I said, I didn't know at the time, and then eventually I was like, yeah, I don't want to know you anymore. Yeah, because you didn't come and visit me when I was, when I was a sick little baby. Yeah, because uh, uh, I've been to, like, Leicester Royal, uh, Nottingham and Derby hospitals, like, for my checkups, and yeah. I had my uh, operation at uh, Nottingham. Ay, ay, ay. And it was all because your mum wouldn't allow him to be there? Yeah, and uh, as well, when I was young, I always said to my mum, why haven't I got any uh, pictures of me when I was a baby? And she goes, well... Have a word with your dad. And I had a word with my dad a few years ago and told him, he goes, well, I've only got one. I found out, he, like, like, like I just said, he ran off with another woman. Yeah. But my mum and my dad would not tell me the reason why. Uh, to find out from my brother and my aunties. Is your dad still alive? Uh, yes, I only see him once in a blue moon, but we don't get on. Right. Families, yeah. Luke, are flipping yeah. hard work, aren't they? I, I mean, know. Really, really, yeah, I, I, I think that this kind of, you know, it, what, what was I listening to today? Oh, it, it was a play on Radio 4, really good play on Radio 4, actually. I don't normally rate them. This was really good. And he had a great line in there. The bloke said, all families are falling apart, just some families are better at hiding it than others. What a line, yeah. man. What a line. Yeah. I think there's an hard. element of truth in that. Yeah, because I've always learned your best friend is your mother. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad it was for you. It's not for everyone. Again, having spoken to other families where it's gone the way, yeah. but I'm, I'm glad you got on with the look. And you, you're well and good now, are you, all, all these years later? Yeah. Uh, I've been 
for a checkup since oh, when I was about 13, 14. Nice one, mate. Well, I'm glad it all worked out, and I'm really glad you found us, Luke. Call again, won't you? Yeah, I will do, and keep up with a good show. Thank you, mate. There we go. Cheers. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, of course, as a two-year-old, he's lucky he won't remember any of it, but imagine being a, being a parent of a two-year-old that's going through that. Flip it. Mm. When I did, um, uh, I, I did some volunteer work at Great Ormond Street for ages, actually. I used to go in there every Monday, or was it? I think. I can't remember. And, uh, I, I had the privilege... And I stopped doing it in the end because I found it too upsetting, but the privilege of going around the wards and playing with the kids for a couple of hours. You go in and go, I want to play and playing games. And some of the stuff that I saw... The th- all right, here's the one. Right. And you see, I mean, it got to the point where you got used to seeing kids without any hair and stuff because they'd had chemo. You got used to it, flipping it. Here's the thing that got me right. And I, I remember seeing this, and I just remember thinking... And I, I had to look away, because I didn't want to stare, because I, I couldn't... I couldn't believe... This girl... I, and I don't know what was going on, but her stomach was outside her body. Right. She was about eight years old. And I felt such sympathy for her. But I just... We just had a little boy. I think we'd had our first boy. And the sympathy and the empathy that I felt for her parents was incredible. Because kids are resilient as as anything. You know what I mean? You you can do anything to kids. You put them through any kind of medical treatment, and they'll they'll it'll affect them. But they're kids. Well, they trust, don't they? They trust. You knock them down, they get back up again. They're amazing. But for a parent to have to see their kid go through that, oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Don't worry, guys. We are playing. um, uh, Name that silence. What song does this silence come from? Oh, no, hang on a second. That is actual That's actual, si- <laughs> that's actual silence. This Too is tricky. It. And uh, after the break, we've got Nigel. Isn't that right, Nigel? <laughs> oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Within the next 15 minutes, we will call you back. After that, it's called straight to air. Yes, Nigel! Hi, how are you? Do you want to play Name That Silence? Uh, if you like. Okay, uh, here's a, here are two silences from one song. But mm. can you name the song the silences come from? Here we go. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't. It's very difficult, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a tough only, quiz. Only a tiny bit of a, a tune. Well, it's the, it's the silences. Here we go. Yeah. You have to know the next bit, don't you? Well, you have to know what's on either side of the silences, yeah. Oh, I don't think that I could would do be that. The song. Okay. Um, can, I, oh, can I talk about um, entertainment? Of course you uh, can, mate. What do you want to say about entertainment? Well, I was watching, I was watching uh, the great Ken Dodd a while ago on, on, on TV. Doddy? And it, yeah, he's and fantastic. Doddy and the Diddy Men? And he brought back memories of uh, a person... Do, do you remember David Copperfield from Three of a Kind? I do. Coppers and Co. as well. A kid show. Yeah, I used to love yes. it. He did a character well, he, called he Medallion dark Man. Hair, black, dark hair, didn't he? Well, that, so do a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, but you remember him from the TV Three of a Kind? Yes. Well, I went, I went around with him at Butlins. Every Butlins camp he went to, I went with... Cause That's I, weird. I used to do singing and entertaining. You stalked David no, 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 Copperfield. No, we, were we had drinks up the bar and everything. We were, we were working at the same hotel, Butlins Hotel. You were working. Uh, I was working, singing, playing the drums, doing talent shows. It was different things each time. Yeah. Did you get paid? Um, uh, some of the time, okay, yeah, yeah. Good. I must talk about that. No. Oh, cash <laughs> in he's, he's a fantastic guy, he was. Yes. And uh, I gave him once a gorilla's mask, 
and uh, he got on top of a table. When he did his comedy sketch, he used my mask, and he got on top of a table and pretended yes. to be a monkey. Well, there you go. That, <laughs> that's that's, that's crazy. That's, that's David Copperfield, the crazy guy. Yeah. He was really crazy. Wasn't I, he? But, but I, 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 I we're having a conversation, Nigel. We're having a conversation. Yeah, sorry. I identify with David Copperfield because mm. he, um, uh, well, obviously three of a kind was him, Tracy Ullman, yes. and um, Lenny Henry. That's right. And yes. uh, Lenny Henry and Tracy Ullman, of course, went off to huge things. Tracy Ullman became yeah. a huge star in the States. And Lenny Henry, stars. of course, now knighted. And David Copperfield, all he ever did really was a kid's show called Coppers and Co., and that was yeah. it. But and I like, it's a conversation, Nigel, it's a conversation, Nigel. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, and I identify with that, because I did a show called The Eleven O'Clock Show, and it was me yeah. and Ricky Gervais and Sasha Baron Cohen and Mackenzie Crook and Dom Jolly and so Charlie... you was on TV as well? Yes, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't actually remember seeing you. And, but... and that's the point of the story. Mm. Um, because <laughs> all of the people that I was working with went yeah. off and became huge superstars, yeah. some weren't big in America and some, you know, blah, 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 and I wound up doing local radio for four years. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> different. You're not being seen, like people. You can yeah. hear, be hear you, but not see you. That's that's correct. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I've been practicing Mrs. Brown's boys as a comedy sketch. Oh God, got no! The, got the voice no. off now. No, no, not now. But no, I have you. never seen Mrs. Brown's <laughs> boys, and I'm never going to see. I'm never going to watch it as long as I live. It's it looks bloody. It looks can bloody I, awful. It's a conversation, please. Nigel. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to really hammer this home with you, okay? Mm. It looks bloody awful. But the program and and the movie. Oh, the pro- yeah, the yeah. Mo- racist, the movie and the programme. It was a terrible film, wasn't it? I don't yeah. know, I'm never going to watch it. No, but I don't think the film was as good as the TV show. Well, and, and that's saying something. Mm. The, the TV, sh- the live TV shows are better. I bet they're the rubbish. Well, better than the film, anyway. Okay. Um, the, oh, you, you remember Monica Rose uh, used to do, um, you know, that, um, do you remember Monica Rose? No. <laughs> is, that, is that a ship? <laughs> well, yeah. Wasn't that, wasn't that, um, uh, Henry, uh, King Henry VIII's ship, and it sank, no, and then they, no, they brought it up in the 80s? The, 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 the um, Mary Rose. The, the talent competition years ago, you know, Huey Green. Opportunity the, Knox, yeah. Great, yes, uh, Huey Green. Well, I worked with Monica Rose right. as a drummer in the pits. I was working with a band. These, this band in the pits? I got to meet Monica Rose. I don't know who and, it is. And I was, no, I was, I was working in a band that was doing the Opportunity Knox. I was in the pits, you know, the pits where this the This band is the pits. Band. Thanks, man. But I actually worked, you know the Hazlitt Theatre in Maystone, have you been nope, there? No, 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 It's a great, it's quite a nice theatre in Maystone, and I was in the pits as a drummer, this was in, uh... It's in the pits, thank you, man. And, um, I got to meet the people, they were, they were taking the show around different parts of the country. Yeah. Uh, and, um, it was fantastic to, uh, to play the drums to different comedians, yep. singers, and yep. backing all these different people. Yep. But there just isn't the work about now for, no. for that type of drummer. Like you know the Ken Dodd stuff and all that. Well, it's it's it, yeah that it, that kind of entertainment is kind of yeah um, they, they, the old vaudeville entertainment yes. has really died out. Yeah. Uh, I would think. But I had some fantastic times, and it, it, when I watched um, that guy, what, watched him Diddy on the TV not so long ago, it brought all my memories back. Or, or, of all of them back do. in once. Oh, but all, all back at all once. of your <laughs> memories came back at once. Imagine that if all of your memories hit your brain at yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah, and they're, they're only reawakened when you see something that uh, awakens them. Yeah, but that, that would that would explain it, Nigel. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Oscar. Yes, Oscar. Yes, Oscar. Hi there, how you doing? I'm good, thank you, mate. What you got for us? Um, chipping in with the um, you know families and tunes that you haven't heard for years. And yeah, that yeah. Sort of thing. Um, in fact, I think I might have worked out your uh, your silence as well, actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think this is a trick question, actually. And I reckon there's a very long silence. Um, it's the uh, Windows 8 loading thing. <laughs> Hang on a second. 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, do you know what? That's an ex- it's, it's wrong, but that's an excellent suggestion. <laughs> but it might be Windows 95 then, I don't know. It's um, not Windows. It's a proper bona fide. It was a big hit in, um, let me see when this song was a hit to give a little bit of a clue. Uh, 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 um, mm, uh, uh, hang on a minute. I'm gonna say 90, I'm gonna say 91. I'm gonna say 91. Oh, 93. It was a big hit in 93. There we go. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have been a young lad then. Alright, mate. Alright. Yeah. Stop showing off. So, um, so yeah, so. I'm uh, I'm sort of late twenties. My my old man, he was um, uh, he's sort of quite a young dad. So um, so I remember sort of in my early sort of years of school. Yeah. Um, he would um, yeah he got this uh, brand new um, Emerson Lake and Palmer album. Oh right. Uh, you know LP whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, and pictures of an exhibition would would sort of play continuously. He's obviously sort of really into it and and just played it on loop. You know? Yeah. So uh, and you know at, at, at a very young age, you know my teachers were very concerned that I was drawing drawing pictures of um, yeah you know frames from the album cover and, <laughs> and sort of you know <laughs> come out with some bizarre sounds and um, but yeah so I mean for, for for many many years you know I'd sort of you know well I sort of grew, grew apart from my dad at quite an early age really and sort of didn't really sort of get get very close to him for a long time but um, I, why did I, you not get close to him if you don't mind me asking. Just, um, I don't know, we were probably too similar to each other and we sort of yeah. had, had fallouts too often and, um... This um, is my fear yeah. about me and, me and my boys. That, that there comes a time, um, it seems, that, um, uh, uh, that, that boys in particular get to a certain age and they rebel against their dads more, you know, they, 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 not even rebel, they kind of turn against their dads. And I'm dreading that. I'm dreading it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, really. I mean, I, I'm hoping my children don't don't rebel against me. But um, it's, I think it's just natural, isn't it? It's natural to rebel. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I sort of feel quite guilty about rebelling against my old man now. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I wish I hadn't. But you know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I sort of put this put this tune on fairly recently again because I'm um, I couldn't find a couldn't find a record player to play the thing, so I, I downloaded the whole lot off iTunes, I think it was, and. Uh, and, and it really sort of took me back, and I think it's a marvellous, marvellous LP, actually. I could, I could listen to it over I again myself. I don't really know that. I don't know El- Emerson, Lake and Palmer. I know who they are, obviously. I know that, um, um, uh, one of them killed themselves recently, didn't they? I can't remember which one. I don't know. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, one of them killed himself because he was very poorly. Uh, but I don't know their music, uh, 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 particularly well. But I need something I need to have a little look at at some point, I think. Yeah. I th- I, I, one of, one of the album covers had a, I think it was Tarkus, I think it was called, had a, like an armadillo attached to a, um, you know, a tank or something. And, uh, and that, that was another thing that sort of stuck with me from, from a very early age. I was drawing sort of like armadillos and tanks. <laughs> yeah, the teacher thought there was something wrong with me, but... Well... In fact, that was just... <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's sort of funny how these sort of things sort of... Yes. You know, I only thought the other day, um, you know, I'll, I'll have to see if I can find this tune again. No, it's fantastic. Oscar, listen, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm only moving on because I want to squeeze Julian before the, we, we take calls straight to air after 12. Hello, Julie! Hello, Ian. I'm so confident I knew what the silences were. Oh. Um, and you, then you said it was 1993. What did you um, think? What did you think I, this I, I was? Think I what did you think it was? We well, see, I was listening to. See, I. And do you know what? It's actually made me really lament for the traditional intros quiz. Yeah. Because now that everything's on MP3, yeah. it's kind of. It, 
you can't do intro quizzes uh, anymore. In, intro, hey, listen, the, the beat the intro quizzes. That, that, that's kids' stuff. Right, that's that's oh, for kiddies. We, we, we've yeah, gone beyond that. Hardcore. I know, but I'm very competitive. <laughs> um, I thought it was going to be... Uh, see, I'm listening to that. There's a little twang of bass in there. Yeah. And I was thinking that that might be by um, Some Like It Hot by the Power Station is what I thought it was going to be. Okay, well, um... I must admit, I've not edited this as brilliantly as I could. I've left too much noise in there, which is which is my my bad. Um, but no, you're completely wrong, Julie. Oh, it was a big hit in 1993 by an oh, American. Oh. Is it a Springsteen one? Get out of town! Get out of town, Julie! Get out of town! You and the horsey came riding on. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I tell you what, I'm giving out that number. Don't call. Don't call for the next four or five minutes because after midnight, um, we will take call straight to air. And um, the last two calls straight to air that we've we've had have been just brilliant for completely different reasons. We put out actually um, two. We put out. We snuck out. Don't tell the bosses; they'll get funny. We've snuck out two extra podcasts in the last two days because the the straight to air bits of of, of uh, Tuesdays and Wednesday show were just so. We all sat there. Well, Tuesday show, we were all just wetting ourselves with laughter, and last night's so we just sh- sat there gobsmacked as as Katia is telling us her story. So if if you um, if you go to iTunes, type in Ian Lee talk. Um, and it's I A I N L W, or if you um, wherever you get your podcasts from, there, there are two extra ones we snuck out. Shh. Another place to find out what's happening, by the way, dear listener, um, is uh, if you go to facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E, and um, I kind of update bits and pieces and, and tell you what's going on, and I'll uh, it'll be the first place you'll be able to find out about the uh, live CD I have coming out. Um Thanks for that last two hours, by the way. That was um, unplanned and um, cathartic and, I don't know, was it any good? It doesn't really matter, does it? Talk Radio. Okay, guys, there's another hour of this to go and then I'm going to dash home where I'm going to get four hours sleep and then I'm going to be woken up by two naughty little boys who won't want to get dressed for school and then I'm driving to pool. But you don't need to know that, because the next hour of radio is yet to come. Um, this is where we sit here, and we talk, and you call up, and it goes straight to air, and you can call in about anything you want. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll explain what happens after we've had a bit of the news. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Justin figures her out today. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. You call up, you go straight to air like this. Line one, you're on the wireless. Right. Turn your your radio off. Thank you. Hey, turn it off. Ian. Yes? Is there such an English word as snook? It's snook. You snook something out. Snook. Americanism. S-N-U-C-K. Yes. Snook is a word, yes. Is it in the dictionary? I mean, an English dictionary, not an American one. Yes. I don't think the Americans have a dictionary, do they? I don't know. They've been bugging about with our language for a long time. They yeah. don't and our women. I know. I'm not worried about that. Okay. Yeah, snuck is a word. Def- snuck is an English word. I reckon it, it dates back. Snuck. That sounds like a proper old, um, like a Saxon word. Snuck. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I'm not that old. Well. But, uh, no, but nevertheless, um... Fair enough, I heard you use it, and I thought, I'm sure that's that's a word. Hey, Dennis, trust me, I would never use Americanisms. Not on this show, sir. Not on this show. Thank you very much. Thank you, Shun. Thank you, Shun. All the best. Ta-ta. Have Have a nice weekend. I hope we all like to drive you wild. Thank you very much. They will. We've got got fate tomorrow. I've lost my hard drive with all my music on. Where's that? Don't tell me I've lost that. Oh, Oh, blimey. Don't tell me I've lost my hard drive with all my music on. Oh, dear. Let me take this call while I have a little look in my bag. Yes, line one. Uh, Vinny. Right. Oh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit different there, Vinny. Mm. Listen back to the usual rubbish. OK, that's good. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So what was uh, your show doing here? What's your show about today? What was your show uh, doing? What is your mouth doing, Vinny? I don't know, man. Take that sausage out your mouth. Tell the fellow you'll be back there in a few minutes to earn your fiver. And let's focus on this, OK? Yeah. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> you just got that, didn't you? <laughs> Okay, thank you very much indeed. That's from an old show. Can't find my hard drive. I'm hoping it's in the car, otherwise we're in trouble. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello. All right, Evening, Russ. (laughs) Got your theme tune all up and running, buddy. Oh, I'm truly honoured. There we go. What (laughs) you got for us, boss? Um, first of all, um, 
Oh, crack at the silent, name the silent. Oh, okay, we have to stop the theme tune then while we go to the, uh, the other computer. We have to boot up the, um, the, com- the quiz computer. It's a song from 1993, but can you name the silence? There are two silences in this song. I'm thinking it's Captain the Cradle by Ugly Kid Joe. Right, can, do you want to name a real song? Oh, you're jabbing a lot. No. No is the answer. That no, the answer to that is grow up. It's a song. Well, I've got another possibility, but I don't suppose I'm allowed to have another go. You can have another go. Go on. What about Billy Joel? Yeah, go on. The, 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 The River of Dreams. Hang on, you think this is Billy Joel, The River of Dreams? In the middle of the promised land. In the middle of... Ladies and gentlemen, Russ is right. You've got it right, Russ. Well done, Russ. Billy Joel oh. and the River of Dreams. That was going to be my first, um... Well, you should have said that, Russ, instead of the nonsense you made up. I'm going to move on because there's loads of calls coming in. Thank you, Russ. Line two, you're on the wireless. Oh, we got, I can't believe we got a winner to that. Russ is right. You've got it right, Russ. Turn your radio off. I started a business the other day. So, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's get the feed line again. Away you go. I started a business the other day. Oh, yeah. It's the missing magical stick business. Okay, tell me tell me about it. Well, you just can't find the staff. And then you hang up and go. Thank you very much indeed. Um, what a delightful start. I can't believe you got that right. That's good, that. Uh, listen, uh, this is, I love this quiz. Those are the silences, and this is where they come from. Looking for in the middle of promised land. Long one, long one, long one, long one. In the middle of... Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Seven pence a minute, plus, um, your, what's it called? What's it called, Ed? Connection charge. Is that what it's called? Access charge. That's what we call it these days. Look at that. The only reason I didn't know, and the only reason I've got it right every day, because the, the, it, it's, someone's deleted that bit from my computer screen. Without the words in front of me, I ain't got a clue what I'm supposed to say. I don't know. Um, significantly more from mobiles, from some mobiles. So check your network. Uh, if you can, call from a landline. Although, you know, who's, who's, who's really uh, wants to use a landline these days? Line one, you're on the wireless. used to hate this song, right? And it's only in the last few years. Gets you there. Another walk, another day. 
dance with my father again. That is a song, man. That is a song. Hated this when it came out. That is a song, man. That is a song. Line two, you're on the wireless. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, it's me again. Hello. Uh, I just wanted to ask a question to um, English people, if I could. Um, I've, I've only been in England five years, so I'm still kind of working things out. Um, Where have you come from, man? You can, uh, Wales. Oh, well, <laughs> not, not far, but you know, just enough. But, uh, okay, yeah, go on, yes. There, there are cultural differences. Yeah, of course there are, uh, yes. the, the, uh, so, right, so it's going back to the first other show, funerals. Do you get really drunk after them? Um, well, I don't drink. So, um, yeah, yeah, in, yes, in, yes. In Wales, sort of after a funeral, there's, there's yeah. the wake, and it's like someone pays for the bar, like usually the, the family of the deceased. Yeah. Um, and then everyone just gets really, really drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that happens. because my... my my, my friend, um, who's English, asked me recently, I went to a funeral, and she phoned me in the evening after the funeral, and I was very drunk, and she was sort of like, why are you drunk? You've been to a funeral? And I've only ever been to funerals in Wales. Well, and, the way, I've only been to, to, to two kind of, like, funerals that are close to me, my aunt and my, my dad. And, um, they were, the, the, the wake is a, is a good old laugh. Isn't it? Is, is it a big drinking thing in England? Because my friend was quite offended. She seemed to be, like, disrespectful. To no. Get, like, yeah, yeah there, it depends. Actually. My dad's, there wasn't that much drinking. At my aunt's, there was quite a bit of boozing going on, yeah. And it was a good laugh. It was a bit of a knees-up, to be honest. Because you're celebrating yeah, okay. the life. Yeah, that's, that's what it's meant to be. But I think, yeah. I think it's more in, you know, well, there's nothing else to do with drinking. Richard, listen, listen if, you, if, if you've, you know, whatever excuse you need to um, hide your alcoholic problem, then that's fine by me. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hey, Ian. Hello, line one. Hello, mate. It's Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello. Uh, Billy Joel. Yes. Have you seen Billy Joel goes crazy in concert? No. Why? What happens? It's ridiculous. There's a 50-second clip of him on YouTube. He goes nuts. What do you mean, goes a... goes crazy? Honestly, he tips over his keyboard and he shouts at the lighting guy. I highly recommend you watch it. Does he, does he shout swear words at them? No, I, n- look, I knew you'd ask me that, and I'm 90% sure he doesn't. All right, we're going to play it. We're going to hover over the dump button. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Stop fighting the audience. Why does it always seem to hit me in the middle of the night? Stop it. Told me there's a number I can always dial. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. Just a fantasy. Oh, it's not working. Sometimes a fantasy. Oh, he's tipped over the keyboard. He's tipped over the keyboard. He's smashing up the microphone. He's hitting something with a microphone. It's kind of a more visual thing, I think, than audio, but thank you very much. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the on Talk Radio. We have ways of right. making you talk. I'm reminded of something. Ian, turn your microphone on. Let's um let's let's get real, guys. Hi. Can you find there's a trail for Howard Hughes? Yep. 
He played it during um, um, Ash's show, um, uh, Ash and Johnny, um, where he talks about soothsayers and, fo- and and people who can predict the future. Is that about what's coming up this weekend? Yeah, why not? All right, I'll go find it for you. Find it. Because I'm aware... Oh, the Midlife Crisis book is um, um, uh, Out of Time by Miranda Sawyer. It comes out in June. I got an advanced copy, which I got wet. All my books are wet at the moment. I had a terrible incident with a bottle of water. Um, by Miranda Sawyer. Brilliant. She's going to come on soon, hopefully. Um, I'm aware that in this trail, right, there is a... Cass, do you want to come in or are you going to... I'm aware that in this trail there is an element of humour, right? Okay. For Howard Hughes' excellent show on Sunday nights, 10 to 1, I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it, right? But listen to this trail. Go on. Throughout history, there have been only a handful of truly powerful seers, determined truth seekers, able to unlock the secret mystical codes of the universe, then use this knowledge to predict the future. Cassandra of Troy, Nostradamus, Russell Grant, and my special guest, world-leading astropsychologist Dr. Louis Turi. Listen to The Unexplained with right. me, Howard Hughes, and find out how this year's prevailing cosmic forces will affect right, turn your stuff. Turn, turn it off, because that's rubbish, right? So the, the Russell Grant thing's a nice little joke, right? but that's a little bit of humour, right? Was it, though? Yeah, it was, it was. I think it was a joke. Just play the beginning of it again, Ed. Play the beginning. Throughout history, there have been only a handful of truly powerful seers. Right, stop that. No, there haven't been any. Throughout history, there have only been a handful of truly powerful seers. Well, that's rubbish. You're assuming that seeing is is real. Seeing is seeing is believing. Well, it is not. There's none of that. And then he's got he's got a fella coming on who's an astropsychologist. Well, what you've done there, Howard, is you've put two different words together to make up a made-up word: astropsychologist. If I want to um, talk about the brain, I'll see a psychologist. If I want to talk about a load of old rubbish and get ripped off, I'll go and see an astrologer. <laughs> That's what I'll do. He's a, it's a, utter nonsense. And what the, this is the thing we've got. We've got to get Howard on one night. Do you think he'll come on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, he, say, he says he wants to. Oh, good. Probably to have a Barney with me. No, I don't think he's a Barneying type. No, exactly. And he should be the Barneying type. He should get this bloke on, this astro psychologist, and go. Hang on a minute, mate. This is rubbish. Well, this is utter, utter rubbish that you're talking about here. Because, well, you load of old nonsense. That's then he'd have, to, he'd have to change the name of his programme to The Explained. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the Totally Explained. It really, it does. It, I mean, it's, um, it, uh, never before. Jeez. Oh. Jeez, oh. that was loud. Yeah. Um, that was really, I mean, that was. That nearly gave me a thrombo. Oh, hang on. Billy Joel's still playing. That's it. Um, it, it, uh, utter, utter rubbish. Mm. Astropsychologist. Throughout the world, throughout the history of the world, there have only been a handful of seers who could accurately predict the future. There haven't been none, mate, because it's not possible. Good guesses, that's what they are. It, it, it's just not possible. It's nonsense. This whole show is nonsense, but it's brilliant. Right, I put them in the same bracket as royal correspondents. Oh, yeah. People are having a good guess. Yeah. The Queen, I imagine, this morning is uh, enjoying maybe some cornflakes, maybe some honey nut loops. <laughs> Who was that? Well, no, we know what the Queen has for breakfast, because um, pictures got leaked, do you remember? Yeah, it's be- all in Tupperware. It's all in the Queen. Of course she uses Tupperware. She's an old woman. She keeps it fresh. They're probably in great big vats. She keeps it fresh. She keeps it fresh for Philip. Um, I say. I say. Jenny Bond, wasn't it? Jenny Bond. And Witchell. 
Well, which of the is a groveling little bastard? <laughs> and he actually called him that, didn't he? <laughs> oh, Prince Charles actually said that. It's a pro- there's a clip of him saying it. Fantastic. Mind you, I've heard that clip of yours that you've got of Nicky Witchell having a bit of a strop. Oh, I've got that. Do you want to play that? Yeah, always. Um, I was actually saying that. I don't know if I've got it because I've not got my um, hard drive. I was thinking of playing some of those things. I wonder if I've got um, Witchell. I've got it somewhere. This is brilliant. Um, oh, hang on a minute. This music playing doesn't particularly help, but hang on a second. I'll have it somewhere. Oh, wait, four, four. Four, nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let me have a little look in here. Witchell. Uh, Witchell photo. Uh, Nicholas Witchell. No, is it in this folder? A Nicholas Witchell folder. Here we go. Here we go. You've arrived. Here we go. So, this is Nicholas Witchell. Right. This is um, for Five Live. And, um, I need to stop this. So this is from Five Live, right? It's Nicholas Witchell and another presenter, Welsh guy. They're not on air. And, um, they're, but they're rehearsing their two way where they're going to talk about what they're going to do. And it's about, um, a memorial service for Remembrance Sunday, right? Witchell's, Witchell's not, Witchell doesn't want to rehearse it. This is a very, very tense moment. Okay. This is, I, I love this. Here we go. And this should play. Are you going to play? Oh, hang on. A, oh, hang on a minute. I can hear it quiet. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Let me go. Uh, this is why. You know what? This is. Are we ever going to get that fader? Is that fader ever actually going to happen? Because that's what we need. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We wrap this. Wrap this right up. Are we ever going to get that fader? Is that still a thing, or is that bullshine from Denny? Well, let's keep our fingers okay. crossed. Bloody 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 bar. Here's our old correspondent Nicholas Witchell was there. Um, so just tell us what happened today. Uh, sorry, I mean, it's just, such a, you, you know, there has been a remembrance service. You I can't ask, that's, I, I don't mean, you know, well, I've, well, I've, your, your, your intro will say the Prince of Wales has led a, a commemoration at the Cenotaph. What has happened at the Cenotaph? They, you know, they sounded the last post, they had a two-minute just tell silence. Us all that then, you know. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm, no. I'm not going to. Because, what do you I mean, want me to do then? What do you want me to do? I don't know, I, honestly, I don't. What I, do you want I, me to do? But, uh, what happened? Uh, well, you not tell argue me, between Nicholas, ourselves. what questions you want me to ask. I don't, I don't want to ask any. Well, I know you chat. don't. Um, well, I know you don't. Start with, uh, because that, that, that is in your queue, what happened. Start with, yeah, you know, it's going to be one of the last occasions. You tell me happens. what to ask you. I just have. Right. Otherwise, I'm going. What's the question, one? Oh, flip it. They need to just kiss and get it over isn't with, don't that, they? Isn't that tense? Mm. Isn't that tense? I was thinking, I wonder what uh, uh, those other clips, any of those other clips I can play. Most of them are quite sweary, though. Yeah. Which is the Which, which makes is the them good. I did, I did a, uh, for those who don't know, I did a live show last year, my first ever live show, 90 minute show, called Ian Lee versus Radio. And it was me talking about working in radio, guys, and why I love it so much. Um, and playing clips like that where it goes horribly wrong. And that was the only clip that we played, that I played where uh that hadn't been broadcast the rest of it had been broadcast much to um the uh d- 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 upset of the station managers the fact that that clip got out yeah. suggests that someone listening they didn't took like a them. little bit of revenge yeah yeah they, they, you know never they, guys never swear in front of a microphone unless you want it to be broadcast mm-hmm. because someone will record it particularly if you treat and i'm not saying either of those gentlemen do but if you treat the engineers and let's just say that, that we know that there are some presenters in radio at this station that treat the people, um, the little people, with contempt and basically shout at them in front of everyone else. 
that's a dangerous game to play because the little people i'm saying that in inverted commas they're the ones with the power they're the ones that can record anything and email it around so you don't want to be doing that also there are more of them than there are of you yeah yeah, 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 Someone yeah. was incredibly rude to me once when I worked for the BBC and I recorded him. Paul, Paul Scoynes? No. Dave Lee Travis? A man called Paul Rowley, who is like, um, this, you know, GNS. Yeah, yeah. The BBC yeah. does oh, this thing. Oh, yeah, I know Rowley. So we used to have him on, yeah. So, well, not on my watch, you didn't, if no. you notice, because I, I remember. He no. was on my list. Okay, on. When I was, um, when I was, uh, uh, drive, I, I used to present and produce drive time because, uh, they didn't want to pay someone proper money. So they got a staff member to do it. Um, and I was a kid. And it was a kind of succession of pre-recs, pre-recorded interviews and stuff. And I, you know, Paul Rowley would pop up and, you know, he would be covering the big political story of the day. And because I was producing it myself and it was a matter of quick, let's get someone on, I often used him. Well, I say often, I used him a couple of times and then he was really rude to me once. So when I was interviewing, introducing him, I pronounced his name Paul Rowley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He went flipping nuts. He went, come on, come on, I've been doing this for 25 years, you can at least yeah. get my name right. Fair right? play, though. The thing is, I'd been doing it for probably about yeah. five years at that time. Well, and five I st- years, and you I still, still remember it. journalism school and people not giving a toss what your name is unless they're well, your mother. Well, Just tell the story. I used to have to, because I can never remember his name, and I got it wrong once. He was much more polite with me. But I, he was. I had to mime rowing when I said his name. I'd go, Paul Rowley. That's, where I'd re- that's the way I would remember. I used to do different mime when I uh, spoke to him. <laughs> It's interesting watching the um, Chris Evans accusations flying around. Where do you sit on that? Chris Evans being accused of being a bully. The only person I know who has who, uh, any uh, experience of working with Chris Evans said he was a really nice boss. Mm. And I always thought that. And then I was reading the story the other week. I know one of the people. Right. I know one of the people in the story that's accused him of it. Um Lisa Clark, right. who uh, walked off Top Gear, apparently. And this is the one who apparently had something in her contract that she didn't have to be alone in meetings with him. Is that him? I don't know the specifics of that, but I know Lisa quite well. Mm-hmm. I work with Lisa a lot. She works with Bob Mortimer. And um, I've been in loads of things that she's produced, right? And her dad directed, I can't remember his name, her dad directed The Magic Christian, which I need to get for you on DVD. The Magic Christian is brilliant. It's It stars, here we go. Peter Sellers and Ringo Starr. Already I'm hooked. It's such a good film. It's like a lost, semi-psychedelic, cla- late British, late 60s British classic. And a meeting of the two finest noses in, oh, in British showbiz. Oh, it's brilliant. Basically, um, uh, um, uh, Peter Sellers is like a multi-millionaire um, who believes that everyone can be bought. And it's uh, these uh, uh, these situations get more and more outrageous as, as supposedly straight people can be bought. And he adopts Ringo Starr as his son. <laughs> it's such a good film and in fact i need i've got it on dvd i need to dig it out um and i worked with lisa and it was it was interesting i um well bob tweeted something quite mean about uh chris evans didn't he did he yeah yeah so i think he might know something i i i trust lisa implicitly she is a very rational focused but friendly woman and i i trust her implicitly and i kind of think ah okay well if she's saying it um, then there's a, you know, there's a strong chance. Line one, you're on the wireless. Listening to Ian Lee, it's the best part of the day. He'll have a interviewee to keep us entertained. Listening to... Ian Lee, where calls go straight to air. 
Bath will make a cup of tea if there's some time to spare. If you don't like talk radio or drug, are you on? Late nights with Ian Lee's the best and it's on from ten to one. Listening to Ian Lee, it's the best show on the globe. Cass is making the podcast and Ed is on the phone. The saxophone, saxophone solo for you. Saxophone, saxophone, phone. saxophone, saxophone. Saxophone, saxophone. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. We've got the best callers that you will ever hear. Well, for Ian Lee are on your radio. Lots of laughs are always near. The dial is on talk radio. That's this station for me. I can't stand any more of that. Uh, This is Ian Lee. Um, okay, that didn't work. Um, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. <coughs> Take call straight to her for the last half hour of the show. Uh, so I did this live show and it was a huge success, sold out everywhere apart from Swindon, where literally twenty no th- uh, thirty five people came. I remember it was thirty five um, because uh, Dodgy had played there a few weeks before and only thirty people had turned up for Dodgy, and there are three of them. So uh, conversely, I am nine times more popular than Dodgy in Swindon. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right, Line One? I hate. Martin Kellner. Okay, um, well that's that's harsh. I've never met the gentleman. He seems like a nice fella. Yeah. Um, but 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 in in reference to that statement, it brings me on to the next clip. I think we can get away with playing, and it will ruffle a few feathers. Um, uh, there's this live CD coming out soon. Whenever Scott pulls his finger out of his jacksie and designs the cover and sends it on to Chris, another a guy called Chris Evans, by the way. Wow. He's not actually Chris. It's not that Chris Evans. It's a different Chris Evans. Uh, but he runs this, all, this 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 little company called Go Faster Stripe, and they put out all of Richard Herring's CDs and stuff. I'm getting a live CD. I know. I know because you 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 edited it for me. Thank you. Um, uh, and, and it's it's, it's this, this show I did, uh, which basically consisted of, of, of clips of things. And we're gonna pl- I want to play a clip now. This is of a gentleman who, um, this is the reason why BBC Local Radio is moribund and uh, devoid of any excitement. There are a few little glimpses of excitement, but when those glimpses shine too brightly... Oh, hang on a second. They're crushed! Line one, you're on the wireless. How are you, Ian? Yeah, good. How do you, Kath? Ayop. Ayop. Um, You were talking about songs that reminded you of your dad earlier on. Yeah. I've got one that, that, that reminds me of my dad that nobody's ever heard of. And I got it played at his funeral because of a story he told me about it. Um, he was based in, he was an engineer in the RAF yeah. in Aden. And he got kicked out of a bar, stroke cafe, because he played it over and over and over again on the jukebox. Oh, blimey. And it's a weird one. It's, it was by Goliath and his zigzag jive flutes. Hang on, Goliath? No, Elias. Elias? And his zigzag dry flutes. Yeah. And it was called Tom Hark. Tom Hark? I have yeah. never heard of it at all. You've probably heard you've probably heard of it in a modern way, but this is probably the original one. You you, you, you YouTube it. 
Here we go. Oh, oh, yeah, 6-1. I pay. Yeah, this one is Somebody, yeah. who did the who did the version of that in the eighties? The yeah. Piranhas, right? The Piranhas. Gosh, I. That's one of the songs that really r- reminds me of being a kid. We used to have this. I, I remember the cover. There's the cover. Look at this. I remember this. Oh. My sister had this. No, it wasn't this one. I remember. Oh, yeah, is it a different song? I was going to say, it's not the right one. Oh, I don't, well, in that case... The one I remember was, like, with a big bass saxophone. Oh, well, I remember this one, then. We've just found the new theme tune for the show. Even though it was not the song that you were thinking of, was that the song you were thinking of? No, but it's the theme tune for the show. It's Zambezi by the Piranhas. Where the hell is are the Piranhas now? I think that's a fitting theme as well because it happened by accident. Yeah, like exactly. most of the things on this show. We need to find, we need to find the piranhas. Okay, here's, here's, here's how this show's gonna end. Here's how season six, last episode is gonna end. The piranhas are gonna be in this studio playing that song live. Please tell me the piranhas are still alive or at least they're making Go for it. That's what we're doing. Thank you for that. That's exactly what we're gonna do. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hi, Hi, Hello. Yeah, you're on the air. Fair play. Fair play, mate. Straight through. Oh. You snuck straight through yeah. in the infrared systems. Lovely jubbly. I phoned up earlier on and spoke to you. Oh, it's Luke. 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 Luke, Luke, Luke. Yes, yeah. boss. Yes, boss. You're yeah. back on. You're back on. Round oh. two. Ding, ding, ding. Round yeah. two. Seconds out. Round two. <laughs> Luke, where are you from? Are you, oh. are you Nottingham or are you Leicester? Lincoln. Left this year. Right. Well, hang on a minute. You can't claim that, Catherine. You said three places. No, but it's just, I lived in Nottingham <laughs> for a while, and it's a really hard accent to do, but the way you said, ah, phoned, sounded a bit Nottingham-y. No, to cry out loud. This is the only phrase I know in Nottingham. I've got no well, money now, but yeah, I will have end it week. different languages. Yeah, different. This is the phrase you know from Nottingham. Yeah, yeah, girl, go down on that. What? Yes, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something interesting. Yeah, go on, mate. You might laugh at this. Yeah. <laughs> I've just seen the Black Puma, the Black Panther. Whoa! Hang on a second! Re- have you really, or are you winding me up? Because if you're winding me up, Luke, you may be a security man, but I'm going to come down there and I'm going to I'm going to smash the windows. Is that a euphemism? No, no I'm literally going to smash <laughs> the windows. Right, okay. Uh, well, have you... Go on. Well, I, I see it regular. Oh, because... We, okay. uh, 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 what it does, 
because I had the Panther watch come out last year, mm. and uh, I told them all about it. I showed them where it comes from, and they said what they do is yeah. they go around in a massive circle scavenging for food. Right. What the Panthers do, or the Panther watch does? The Panthers. The Panthers. Luke, when you yeah. said you'd seen it loads, did you show them loads of pictures that you've taken? Well, what it... Or the, the video is, on your phone, the video yeah, you've got on your phone. In, in portrait. Yeah, I can't get it zoomed in because it's yeah. too dark where I sit, where I work, you see. Oh, yeah. And the best thing I need to do is get a digital camera. But a few months ago... Yeah. Because uh, I've got, like, a public footpath next door to me and there's a wooded area... Uh-oh, dogging. ...shining my torch... I bet you were. All it uh, was the biggest growl, and I'll show me torch how it was just You've got to be so there, careful, because the number of times red. I've been in wooded areas late at night, and I've shown a torch, and I've seen a massive growler, and it really... <laughs> it, you've got to be so careful what you come uh, across. Probably that's my mum, wow. or my ex-missus, <laughs> growling. <laughs> yeah, growling. <laughs> guys are fine. He wasn't. Oh, okay. Well, Luke, listen, keep... But you be careful, mate, because those, those, um, uh, those, uh, fictional panthers really can be a very v- highly deadly black tarantula. They'll rip your throat they out. They will rip your throat out. Um, so, Catherine, what have you found out about the piranhas? The piranhas were a band... Who liked ripping off? Are they? It's not ripping off. Are they still African alive? folk songs? Are they? I don't know. I've not got my. Com- should I go and get my computer? I could do that. Oh, for crying! Because now I've got a new computer. Why don't you button it? and We'll have a break. Here's the thing with BBC Local Radio, right? If, if you try and do anything a bit different, eventually you'll get found out and you'll be crushed. Right? You'll be crushed. And BBC Local Radio has, um, and it, it fed my kids for four years, and I'm eternally grateful for that. It fed yours for for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has. Um, uh, it has a real problem, and one of the problems is that people perceive it as um, it, it's for old, it's for old people, and it's not something that the management are particularly keen to change. Remember when I joined LBC, David Lloyd was the boss of it, and he said, "Ian, the reason when I was about thirty, two, the reason we got you in is because our audience comprises primarily of old Jewish women, and they're dying, and we need to try and somehow create a younger audience, and someone needs to have that conversation at the BBC that you've got an older audience." Um, and they're dying, and you want to get a younger audience, and also, an older audience doesn't necessarily want to hear to some plum um, saying that they've shaped an interview, and they want to talk about Paul McCartney. They don't want to hear, you know, we've got someone here, we've got local vet in to talk about, they don't want to hear that. The other thing is, just because someone is of an age doesn't mean that you have to talk to them like they're dying. People in their 60s grew up listening to the Beatles, man. They took more acid than you and me put together. Maybe not. They don't need your knitted poppies. Um, so, um, and one of the, 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 the main culprits on BBC Local Radio is, is an absolutely horrendous man. And I, boy, it's, it's so great to say this. Awful man called Richard Spenlove. And he's got loads of power. Got loads of power. They, they tried to sack him. Here's the thing, right? They tried to sack him. Somehow he got a letter from the Queen Mum. Do you know this? Did I tell you that? The Queen Mum wrote saying, um, can't sack him. Of course you can't sack him if the Queen Mum says so. <laughs> anyway, if you go to his website, it's all about guns. <laughs> It really is. It's the, have you read it? <laughs> Gun, look it's now. the weirdest thing. It's all about guns, right? He's a very strange man. It's really old school uh, 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 radio. And it's, 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 the, the, a lot of the problem with the BBC is it's full of men in their 60s and above, white middle class men in their 60s and above that have been there forever. And they know that they are, as long as they, they stick within the rules, they, they will be there forever, right? Although they don't always stick within the rules, but no one dobs them in, uh, do they? Uh, 
Anyway, so this guy, Richard Spendler, right, he's, this is from, uh, I think, last year. And he's talking about his first ever show that he did, okay, and he's, years and years ago, he's talking about his first ever show, and this is, this is what he says. When I started this show 25 years ago, on the first night, the uh, programme organiser said to me, Richard, don't be despondent if you don't get any callers for the first few weeks. Yeah. This was at a time before emails or, emails or pretty much computers, computers anything like or anything that. like that. Uh, he said, don't be despondent if you don't get any calls for the first few weeks. Yeah. I had 156 callers the first night. Blimey. She could not write them down fast enough. She? We don't know her name, just she. Yeah. Now, last week... I had 56 emails yeah. and 15 callers. That's about four to one or something of that order. Now, that's, that, that's, what that sounds like is he's, he's acknowledging that times have changed. The way that, that, that people communicate with radio shows is, is completely different. Hundred odd phone calls. He's, I think it's a two-hour show. He plays music and he has guests, right? So 15 callers... With all of that going on, you can, get, you can still get a strong show out of that. hundred callers? What are they saying? It's too many. Is it green, Richard? Yeah. Uh, 15 callers, two-hour show, music, guests, that is a, still a strong, strong show. Yeah. He must be really pleased with that, surely. Now, the situation is this. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever said this, so I want you to understand that I don't say this lightly. Yeah. If that ratio doesn't soon alter, I am going to retire. What? Because I'm not going to sit here all night reading emails. I beg your pardon? I don't mind reading emails, what? but I expect callers as well. And if you don't want to call, then you need another presenter doing a different programme. And mark my words, yeah, mark, mark I'm not words. speaking lightly He's about this. Maybe, you. I don't know, maybe you want me to go. Yes, I don't do. know. Yes, we do. But you're certainly, killing, killing uh, I said to my wife last week, if this continues, I'm packing in. Now, he's angry, he's upset, but he's still a professional. Listen how he ends. This is for Sue in Kent because she likes it. You silly old <laughs> twit. I'm just looking at his website. It's all about guns, isn't it? But is he allowed to do this? He's got. He seems to be sponsored by Sugar's Car Services. Yeah, of course he's not allowed to do it, but he does it. It basically says if if um, the Jews had been armed, there wouldn't have been the Holocaust. Um, and he goes. He says we should we should all have guns. Basically, is what. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, line one. Hello? Uh, I, th I think this might be Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Now I know why I didn't get into them. Thank you very much indeed, Live One. It's appreciated, and it's, it's, it's a reminder that not all of those bands I haven't heard are worth uh, tracking down, so that's good news there. You know Richard Spend loves into guns and thinks they could have saved a lot of evils of the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, could have course. also stopped him writing Oh, Dr. Beeching. Yeah, he wrote Oh, Dr. Beeching, didn't he? Flipping imagine, imagine that. He's, he's, has he got letters after his name? I can't remember if he has MBE, or not. Yeah, yep. he doesn't mention it very often. Can <laughs> um, you nominate yourself? Yeah, I think so. I do, I do love, um, uh, I do love, I, I love radio. I'm a proper radio geek, which is why it's a joy being inside the radio. I'm like Mike TV, but I've climbed inside my Grundig. And, um, you know, that's, that's why I, um, 
take all of that. 0844 499 1000 is the show. If you want to um, give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, just seeing if there's anything in the papers that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a great story. See, see, there's a new series of Big Brother starting soon. Celebrity Big Brother. Oh. I like, I like that. Be watching it. If I, if I can. Um. Bad news for the jihadists. Good. No, bad. The thing about jihadists, right, they're all full of all this and all full of all that and, all, you know, we've got the, He's the guns. He's doing the crab fingers we got the, we got the, the guns and we got the, the swords and we all that. You know what they ain't got? They ain't got the Greggs, and that's what they want. Oh, the jihadi, humanity. Jihadi Brit pining for a Greggs. Oh, don't blame him. A British jihadi fighting in Syria says he misses food from Greggs. <laughs> but Abu Abdallah Britani said he was sticking to his new plan and did not plan to return. His new life did not plan to return. He told YouTube channel Face the Truth, I miss home. I miss my family. I miss Greg's. <laughs> Proper halal. It's not, though, is it? Well, the married dad of two is believed to be fighting with Al-Nusra terrorists. Who the hell are Al-Nusra? New lot. Oh, for Christ. Are they... Because now we like al-qaeda we don't like them very much but we like them better than we like the other lot okay well where does al-nusra rank with al-qaeda and isis i'm guessing new new baddest baddies he says most of the firing is at us i'm afraid yes i've been hit before it hurts now i've cheated there because it says there he's got a london accent and i was i was doing mm. three lines isn't it <laughs> but um, um i would miss it well okay if i went to become a jihadist what would I miss most of all? It wouldn't be. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be Greg's. I very rarely have a. Greg's. I don't understand how we can miss Greg's, right? Because he can't have had a sausage roll, and they're the finest. Um, what would I if I was to become a jihadist? What would I miss? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's tomorrow's phone in. If I was to become a jihadi bride, yeah, I'd miss being able to give it all mouth. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. Yap, yap, yap. No, they don't want mouth. They just want to breed, don't they? So there'd be no mouth. You you like that? There'll be no mouth. It'll be all... I don't know what you mean. Well, look at me. I'm miming it. What's that? Flipping <laughs> heck! All right. They can hear that. I don't know what I'm doing. I think they've got a good idea. It's the jihadi way. It's the jihadi way or the highway. <laughs> jihadi way or the jihighway? Jihighway. Jihighway? I'll take my chances. You take Jihighway and I'll <laughs> take Jihadi and I'll be in um, paradise before he. <laughs> Gosh, we're definitely on the list now. Ah, those, well, the thing is, we're not. Even the jihadists aren't listening to us. <laughs> we could, we could, we could, um, we could, um, blaspheme against the, the Prophet don't, Muhammad. Don't. As much as we wanted. Yeah, but don't. And there's literally nobody listening. There's some. Same as if Chris Miles did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. Oh, bless him. Um, line one, you're on the wireless. I couldn't really hear that very well. He'd put toilets in, as if she was saying... Two hours toilet. last night. Mm -hmm. Two hours 
on Arthur and well, those conversations going so well. So in the next hour, we'll be discussing. We'll carry on our conversation. Is, does Britain have enough public toilets? I listened to that on the way home. I say listened. It was like a screensaver for the mind. It was. I mean, it's. Just, I listened to the two mics. They were on top form last night. I do like the. T- I, I, I know you're not as, as keen on them as I am. Well, it's just a fact. Make me laugh. I do make me laugh. I find it a bit shouty. I have to be in yeah. the right mood. Oh no, but um, um, Porky Parry was not particularly shouty last night. He was in a good He's got mood. Sore throat as well. No, he was in a good mood. Oh, it was weird because he was in a good mood. What's, what's, what's your, your problem today? You're in a good mood. Well, I know I'm in a good mood. Well, you know, <laughs> look at you, you, you four-eyed idiot. What's all you talking about with all the four-eyed? What's all this? I love it. I love it. It's good. It makes me laugh a lot. And all it's right. a, they uh, get a little bit too football. It was really rude with the callers as well. <laughs> Forky Parry does make me laugh. <laughs> I think it's funny anyway. He's a very nice chap. In the Whittle Lane, by uh, my favourite Sun reporter Holly Christodoulou. A new. Uh, Have new- you heard the new Travel Girl's name? No. Chiara, Chiara Gloriosa. Oh, she got ours oh, a shame, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try. Sounds like I'll, a Harry Potter spell. I'll try not to stare. <laughs> Um, we're going to end with a song, by the way. So I, I, I've back counted anyway, like a what, good one tonight. What did Chris Dooley say? I've, I've back counted like a good one tonight. Right. I think. And let me just um, get this all set up so we can we can just there we go. Oh, anyway, um, uh, a new device could ease the misery of motorists caught short in road jams. A reusable wee bag. Oh. The Hiwi Go Active is being touted <laughs> as ideal for any man who needs to pee without going to the bathroom. So basically, it's a bottle. Basically, it straps onto the end of your um, y- your John Thomas, and then you you whittle in it as you're driving. But uh, do you know what? I would feel very, very uncomfortable. Hello, everyone. This is your Action News reporter with all the news that is news across the nation on the scene at the supermarket. There seems to have been some disturbance here. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah, I did. I was standing over by the tomatoes, and here he comes, running through the pole beans, through the fruits and vegetables, naked as a jaybird. And I hollered over to Ethel, I said, Don't look, Ethel! And it's too late. She'd already been in the scenes. Here comes. Boogie there, boogie there. There goes. Boogie there, boogie there. And he ain't wearing no clothes. Oh, yes, they call him the street. Boogie there, boogie there. Fastest thing on two feet. Boogie there, boogie there. He's just as proud as he can be. His anatomy, he gonna give us a peek. If there's an audience to be found, you'll be streaking it round, inviting public critique. This is your Action News reporter once again, and we're here at the gas station. Pardon me, sir, did you see what happened? Yeah, the I was just in here getting my car checked, and he disappeared out of the traffic. Come streaking around the grease right there. Didn't have nothing on but a smile. I looked in there and Ethel was getting her cold drink. I hollered, don't look, Ethel! And it's too late. She'd already been mooned. Flashed her right there in front of the shop and so. He ain't good. it, boogity. He ain't good. Boogity, boogity. He's just in the mood to ride in the news. Oh, yes, they call him the street. Boogity, boogity. He likes to turn the other cheek. He's always making the news Wearing just his tennis shoes Guess you could call him unique Once again, your Action News 
reporter in the booth at the gym covering the disturbance at the basketball playoff. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah, deep. Hey, Tom, I was just going down there to get Ethel a snow cone. Here it come, right out of the cheap seats. Dibbling. Right down the middle of the court. Didn't have on nothing but his head. Made a hook shot and got out through the concession stand. I hollered up at Ethel. I said, don't look, Ethel! Too late. She'd already got a free shot. Grandstand. Right there in front of the home. Hey. They got me with the fade-out. Always the fade-out. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking. 